You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver. Podcast. Good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time you listen, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I would like to invite you to take a seat, pop a squat, fill out your favorite chair, maybe fall into a, a comfy bean bag, grab a nice bottle of rum. Grab a big tall glass of scotch. Hell, pour yourself a hot cocoa. It doesn't matter. We're here to be friends. So I think it's about time that we sat down and had a nice little chat, the four of us this evening, with you, the internet audience. This is the P3 Podcast, the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. And we are here to provide quality, wholesome energy. You know what? Fuck that. I can't do it. <laughs> You're all <laughs> I haven't seen one cent of the forty nine ninety nine. I hope y'all die in a tire fire. Maybe get the clap. Hope the diabetes catches up with you and your feet fall off. You're all stupid and terrible, and I hate you all. Stop listening now. Unsubscribe. Unfriend us on the website, on the Facebook. I hate you all. This is the P3 Podcast, and you're all stupid. This is Alec Ransom, founding father of Ransomware Incorporated. We make the most insane software you would ever come across. You won't even come across it. That's how crazy it is. That's how nuts it is. You don't even know it's there. But I'll take your forty nine ninety nine and I'll take it through my software. Don't you think I won't, bitches? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a money laundering software? No, shut up. Don't talk about it. The first rule of ransomware software is you don't talk about ransomware software. I'm also the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, chooserweight champion of the world, that would be Mr. That's Mr. to you idiots, Mr. Poot the Bard, baby! Oh, that's right. Oh, thank you, my advocate, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad you could get ransomware off the ground. Uh, Is it out of that refrigerator box in the alley yet? We are up and running. We're out of beta. We have completed the trial runs. It's up and running and probably on everybody's computer listening to this podcast, which is the three of you. <laughs> well, so, fuck my life. So Congratulations! We, so are we going to start seeing that forty nine ninety nine? We're going to see it whether the idiots <laughs> on the interwebs <laughs> like it or not, because I'm just going to take it. I'm taking it from you. You know fuck what? Yeah, I'm taking it from you. You know what else? You're doing such a wonderful job. Why don't you uh, introduce the rest of the cohorts for the P3 podcast? The rest of the cohorts, indeed. I would like to introduce the sponsor with the best website (laughs) we've got going today because it doesn't advertise patios and garage doors. That would be Tiger Bomb Tom, the casual gaming dad. Tiger uppercut. Anyways, how are you gents doing tonight? I'm doing, oh, it's just a pit fire. I'm doing great, man. Uh, things are things are getting busy over here in Bardland. I I got to uh, I got to take a look, a, a glimpse, a mirror image of myself in my own natural habitat today at the zoo. I saw that. Yeah. I was expecting them to put a cage around you. I'd be like, you got to be careful. They're gonna cage you up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's no good. That's no good. Oh, by the way, this is a completely 100% stone sober episode. There are no beers being partaken in in Mordor. I think and it'll still might- be. It'll still be a dumpster fire this, regardless. This might be. It'll still be a dumpster fire. Yeah. This might be the first sober podcast. Uh, ever. Ever. 
Maybe. Well, I mean, no, the, we, the, the, one, I mean, the one that I wasn't there for. The one yeah, we, yeah there is that. Uh, I think, I think, I think Pooh was drinking. I don't know. Honestly, honestly, I think we owe it to them after Saturday because Ransom oh. and I got kind of soused. So you, you got kind of soused. Speaking of dumpster fires getting soused, that's Beef the Legend there. The, well, last, but most certainly least, Beef uh. the Legend. Uh, I don't wow. have to take this abuse, you know. I can. Uh, I can go yeah, uh, my own you're you're gonna take it. And you're gonna no, love no, it. Yeah. Gonna do it. Because no, you know what? You know what? I have it on good authority. I have it on good authority that not only will ransomware take your forty nine ninety nine. You know what else it'll Indeed. do? It'll send you private messages to berate you, beef. Yeah, <laughs> and nude pictures of my butt. Uh, I mean, I've been getting butt? both of those things. <laughs> I've I've been getting both of those things for the last like ten years now. So I mean, what what's right, well, that's, I, I've that's fair. I've been that's a fair I've been I've been on the ground floor of ransomware since I started in college. So to you be know. fair. To so listen, <laughs> this this is a historic night, not for the fact that it's a sober night, but also for the fact that for the first time ever during. Hot tag trivia. Ransom will be putting something on the line. Ooh. That's a little teaser. A little teaser to wet your whistle, to entice your entice your appetite, if you to, will. To Ransom will be putting something on the line. Entice my appetite with some cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Why are you cool whip? All right, we're not playing this game. I'm not asking yes. why you're saying it that way. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to. I want to. I so definitely look, want to. Hey, spe speaking of, uh, real quick, before we get too far off the rails, I know we always say we're going to do it, and then we don't till like ten minutes in. Let's let's uh, properly go ahead and thank the sponsors. If you're looking for hot deals and bloody good prices on garage doors <laughs> and patio furniture, and <laughs> here we go. Bathroom cabinets. I'm sorry, beef. Take it away. <laughs> no, um, I'm. Please visit our sponsors on Facebook. Uh, that would be WrestleDeals.com on Facebook. Um, your home for violent deals and bloody good prices on Facebook. Uh, run by Sean Tischler. Um, cannot stress I, enough on Facebook. On Facebook. Uh, I, I swear I'm going to reach out to him. Sean, if you're listening, shoot me a text and let me know what's going on, buddy. Uh, let's, let's, let's figure this out. And, also, uh, uh, before, you, before you go you know, further. Also, Sean, if you're listening, uh, I hope you're taking this all in, all in stride and all in jest. It's just I'm just ragging on you. Don't mean to be insulting. So please, please don't take it that way. And and I gotta say though, I the if anybody didn't catch the live podcast, they won't know what we're talking about. My uh, whenever my girlfriend popped in to listen, she caught it in the middle. Whenever we had, whenever you had alluded to it there, ransom, and uh, she didn't quite know what was going on. So I had her go back and watch like the very beginning of the podcast and then the very end. I swear to God, every t I don't care how many times I've watched the end of that live podcast. Those last couple of minutes, I <laughs> laughed till I almost puke because multi-family garage sale. Yeah, multi-family garage sale. Oh my god, I fucking lost it. And like, but when you first did it, the way like, if you guys, if the if the other two of you haven't gone back and watched the video at the very end when oh, he first I have. goes. It, like oh, your yeah. your facial expression sell it all. Just the audio doesn't do it justice. You're just like with the hand gesture and everything. Like, by the way, if you're looking for hot deals, I'm like, oh my god, I 
I fucking lose it. Yeah, so yeah, well, and and let's be real. If you didn't catch the live podcast, go back and watch it on Facebook because it is quality stuff. It's a uh, trash fire. Say, well, you know what? I, you can, it's not. Will, it's a trash fire. You can I won't watch say it. if it's good quality or bad quality, but it is definitely quality. It's, stuff. it's quality. It's entertaining. It's it's an entertaining dumpster fire of a show, and it you can is. watch it on the Pittsburgh Power Driver podcast Facebook page, or and or. On my page over on YouTube, Casual Gaming Dad, because we had some issues trying to get it on the P3 page, but we should be good for next time. So next pa- uh, next live podcast, it'll be live both on Facebook and YouTube, Pittsburgh Power Driver Podcast pages. So and what that's... a great segue because we'd like to thank our other sponsor, Me. Casual Gaming Dad, uh, <laughs> especially for uh, helping us out and hosting the uh, the live podcast on YouTube as well. Hey, no problem uh, at yes. all. Definitely uh, check him out, like him on Facebook, subscribe, uh, check out his gaming videos, uh, a lot of fun uh, on stuff On YouTube, Twitch as well, casual me gaming Twitch, dad. Yes. Yeah, me casa su casa when it comes to the pages there, so. Yeah, man. Alright, like, so if we're done jerking each other off. We are, wait. Yeah, uh, let's uh, uh, okay, now I'm done. We're okay, hot let's... off the heels of an NXT TakeOver and a Summer sl- SummerSlam? Super Bowl yes. Saturday? No, it's SummerSlam. Yeah. Super Bowl Saturday? No. So, uh, yeah, there's a. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. I like that one. <laughs> so, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot, a uh, lot of matches, a lot of uh, wrestling to talk about here. I got to tell idiots. you, I got to tell you, man. Uh, all right. Before we get into this, let's say <sighs> weighing it out. Nice. There it was. Very I feel nice. much more at home now. The, yep, um, yep. Uh, now, so which, which do you guys think? Uh, took the cake because honestly you talk about I, I heard Beef the Legend doing his uh, post SummerSlam uh, yak did yaks. not um, and and he actually took the very prudent uh, prudent way of uh, saying things which do you think was better NXT TakeOver or SummerSlam um, TakeOver no uh, no fucking question if there's if there's ever a time whenever we answer the WWE pay-per-view over the NXT takeover then Vince McMahon is dead because takeover will always beat the pay-per-view I'll tell Agreed. you what Agreed. I'll tell you what I I will say takeover but I will say this with an asterisk I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and eat some more crow here because I expected SummerSlam I I didn't expect a whole lot out of it and it was actually better it it exceeded my own personal expectations and more importantly, which I'm sure we'll get to, the Brock Lesnar-Seth Rollins match, I have never been more happy to be wrong than I, what I was about that. So what a, we'll leave it at that. It, it was What's finally, it? after how many years, a great Brock Lesnar match. It really was, so honestly. We, so, so, so Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The last, the last Brock Lesnar yeah, match I can remember yeah, being uh, as good as that one. Oh, Goldberg uh, was, and him was, WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Oh no. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, but that's a, that's a given, anyways. No. Um. I was gonna say the the CM Punk <laughs> the CM Punk match at uh at the one SummerSlam with him and Brock. That was actually those mm-hmm. two those that Punk match and the other night him against Rollins. Those were probably the best Brock Lesnar matches I can remember. One on one. Keep in mind. One on one. You know, title match. That I. Yeah. I was I was thoroughly impressed. And there was one thing I. I well, I'll save it for later when we get to that. But there yeah. was something that was said that I kind of have to disagree with in hindsight. So, well, the, one, uh, but- the one thing, the, the the one thing, and so so let's kind of put things into perspective here. Yes, SummerSlam is a good show, and and I, and I mentioned this at the uh, the 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 review. SummerSlam is a good show, but so like if that's if that's no mercy, 
or if that's backlash, or if that's even you know Money in the Bank, yeah, it, it, it's a good show and I'm on board. But we're talking about the second biggest pay per view of the year, and that's what you got. Yeah, the last four matches brought it, and they brought it real hard. What is Charlotte happening? Versus Trish, Charlotte versus Trish was really good. The Fiend versus Balor. Let's I'll you know. We'll, I'll tell you, we'll we'll talk at length. Or versus you what. was very good, and I, I'm still I, talking. And Rollins versus Lesnar was very good. But you cannot base a show on the last hour alone. Agreed. The Agreed. rest of the card did not deliver, did not meet my expectations. And for the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, the biggest party of the summer, I was very let down. I'll tell you what, one thing I was actually kind of surprised with. And uh, just to compare a couple of matches on the card, um, the Natalia versus Becky Lynch match, I thought was actually worse than the Bailey Ember Moon match. Bailey Ember Moon was a, a solid, a solid match. I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying it was, you know, it wowed me, but it was a good match. And I actually expected a lot more out of Becky and Natalia, just the way that that, that, uh, angle was built up a little bit more. Like the Bailey Ember Moon one didn't seem to have as much behind it, but they delivered more when it came to the match than, uh, Becky and Natalia. What's, uh, what say you there guys? Um, Be- Becky, Becky and Natalia, I, I just, I feel so bad saying this, man, because, like, Natty, I, I want to like Natalia. He's away. He's away. Let's, let's all right. Be I'm talking he's, he's, he's now. I'm talking yeah. now. Yeah, yeah the champ is talking. Shut the up worst, and listen beat. to your champ. All right. Worst. <laughs> I'm the advocate. Shut up and listen to the champ. Thank you. So, um. Natalia, (laughs) (laughs) Natalia, like, I want to like her because honestly, the entire Hart dynasty, short of like the, the Oso Rans, you know, the other Hart brothers, like if you're talking like Brett, Bulldog, Neidhart, Owen, you know, like kind of coming down from that, I really wanted to like Natalia, but the problem is to me, anytime she comes to the ring or she's in the ring, she looks like a create a wrestler on one of the WWE 2Ks. Like she doesn't, she has like no personality. When she heals up, she feels like your white wine spritzer drinking aunt that like is getting mad because her ex is just being a, a dick. You know what I She's, mean? She, like, she makes the worst heel. She, it's so forced. And just nothing she does in the ring feels like it has impact. It, I, what is that hissing in the background? Are there snakes? Are there snaky noodles about? Anyway, so Natalia, Danger noodles. Like, here's my problem. Danger noodles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fi- danger, danger ropes are about. Yes. The, danger um, ropes. Danger nope ropes. ropes. Um, so anyway, um, like, Natalia, I'm just, I can't get behind her because everything she does looks like it has no impact. She's not a convincing heel. She's a really bad baby face. It's just not good. And even being in the ring with someone like Becky Lynch, who really goes hard, doesn't do it. Ember Moon and Bailey, both of them bring it. I've liked Ember Moon since I since she debuted. She is superb in the ring. Just superb. Whoa. Wow. Who popped? I don't know who that is. I'm going to pop hard for um, none of this conversation. I No, it's just, it, to me, the better of the two matches was Ember Moon-Bailey. 
But, I mean, again, Natalia just leaves me flat. Yeah. And Here's the, my it, problem with Ember Moon and Bailey. It was too short, and that's representative of most of the card. Um, Becky versus Natalia, even though Natalia is no damn good, and, and I feel bad saying it, but she is no damn good. She didn't deserve to be there, but they at least had a decent, I think, like, 20, 25-minute, like, time slot. The rest of the matches in the card were, like, nine minutes, maybe. So, like, it felt like, and that, that's, the, that's the entire problem with the undercard, is that there was no time at all for any of the matches. It felt like they were rushing through it. And I then agree. we were done at 10.30. We are done at freaking 10.30. I haven't, been, I haven't been done with the pay-per-view at 10.30 since, like, WCW went off the air. I'm personally well, okay I with I read that. some rumor somewhere that it was supposed to go till like, midnight. Well, here's here's one thing to keep in mind, too, and not, and not to make excuses for the rest of the matches being short because they shouldn't have been. Uh, but I will say you can't you definitely can't rush a submission match. So you have to have at least a good 20 minutes for that. Otherwise, we, that would uh, that if, yeah. if there's any if there's any match that you definitely don't want to rush, it's a it's a submission slash I quit match. So but Agreed. but I agree. But I definitely do agree. The rest of the the rest of the matches definitely felt a lot short. Trish and Charlotte got I felt I don't know. Maybe it was just me that felt like they got a little bit more than like the 10 minute mark. Oh no! Like when 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 I'm talking about the problems with SummerSlam, I'm talking about everything leading up to that to the, to that match. When like like I said, the the top of SummerSlam, the the, the last hour, which was Charlotte Trish, uh, the Fiend versus Balor, um, the uh, Orton Kofi, and um, Rollins versus Lesnar. Those four matches, I think, actually delivered and actually right. over delivered on what I expected. Everything else, though. Right, right. So okay. like, all right, the, well, the I, matches I, were paced well. Yeah, I lost, I lost track of where the matches fell on the card, honestly. So, so we're okay. diving, we're diving into SummerSlam here. Let's at least touch on NXT Takeover. What do you guys? Uh, say? I was going to save the best for last. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to save the best for last, and actually talk about that like in depth a little bit later. Well, if we're going to save we the best, if we're going to save the best for last, honestly, we better be saving the Fiends debut. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. So yeah, let's fair. let's. I'll tell you what. Let's go back to NXT. Uh, what else can you say? It, uh, not surprisingly, top to bottom, a solid card. The one match that I was actually really surprised by, and I even said it to you guys and uh, and to my girlfriend, was um, the uh, Candice LeRae Io Shirai match. I told her I was like, yeah, one of these matches is probably going to be a little bit of a eh, and I'll call you during it. I pff, nope, eyes on the whole time. Uh, that was awesome, and uh, heel Io definitely brought it. Um, she she. She definitely helped Candace look very, very strong. And uh, I mean, I, I hope to see more out of Candace LeRae in the future. I, I, I hope they, I hope that she gets a decent little angle somewhere besides what she just had, like the match wise with EO, because there wasn't a whole lot leading up to that feud. Um, like it, it wasn't very, it, it wasn't paced out a long, you know, matter of weeks and weeks and weeks or anything like that. Uh, but it, but the way it, the match was in the ring, you would have thought that it was. You know what I mean? Like, it was that good. All right. Um, now, just touching on stuff we didn't watch really quick. I mean, it was a given Brizongo was going to go over the Forgotten Sons. It was a given. Whoa, 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 what? whoa. These are spoilers because you know that they taped that, right? Like what? what they What they had prior to the event is taped for this week. Oh... I did uh, not know cares? that. I did um, not know that. Well, well then yeah, never say, mind. We that won't... wasn't even on. That wasn't even on the card. <laughs> never. Well, no, no. I figured they had a pre-show. Didn't they have a pre-show? No, they did not. No. I thought we just didn't watch it because we were we were eating delicious foods. No. Nope, okay. Nope, well, never mind. It was. Yeah. How? 
how do you guys feel about uh, them not doing the draped in gold with um, with uh, the Undisputed Era with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish? Ransom. Ah. <laughs> uh. If, it, if, if something leads up to it and we get there, I'm okay with it. If we get to War Games and we have the Undisputed Era draped in gold, I'm fine with that. Um, I am a huge, huge fan of the Undisputed Era. I think they're probably four of the best talents that NXT or WWE as a whole has. Um you know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna go into the dream booking realm, I would I would love to see a tag match between um, the Undisputed Era and the Young Bucks. If I could see oh. if I could see one tag match, if I could have one fantasy tag match that I would see, that would be the one because I think that would be probably a match that you would never forget. Um, I'm a big fan of the Undisputed Era, and I just for my own selfish reasons, want to see them draped in gold because I think they deserve it. So if we can get to War Games and have all the titles on Undisputed Era, even just for one event, I, I'd say it's worth it. What are well, you, the, I'm, dis well, I'm disappointed think, they didn't win at NXT, but as far as the match went, I thought the match was phenomenal. What do you, what do you think well, of the idea that because Red Dragon, which is Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and uh, Roderick Strong did not gain those belts but adam cole held on to it what do you think they're going to do the flip-flop at um at war games they're going to have kyle o'reilly and bobby fish get those belts roderick no. strong's going to get that and then adam cole's going to lose his belt nah. well, here's, here's, i don't here's, here's, i don't see the point of that i, I don't like, see adam cole. What I'm gonna say, why take the yeah. big, big one away from adam cole yeah i don't so here's i don't what see... i'm gonna say i think i think that the booking of the belts was deliberately because of war games because ah. traditionally war games is the undisputed era's match because they are the four man stable okay so you always put like undisputed era and then like a good he uh, face team up against them oh like yeah. they did with well, uh, yes war machine like and, last uh, year pete dunn and ricochet, ricochet. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah so, so like i i I love the idea of the Undisputed Era draped in gold, but if you put every piece of gold on the Undisputed Era and, and it, they go into war games, because uh, I don't think that there's a takeover between now and war games. So, I don't think so either. In, in theory, they would all be holding the gold. So you're basically putting every single one of your eggs into one basket. You're going to have no other title matches on the card, save for maybe a UK title match, maybe. But other than well, that, you would have no other title matches on the card. You would just have War Games, which is probably not going to be for any titles, you, or it would be for all the titles, well, one or the other. Well, then you also have the angle, though. What if because they're they get all the they get all the gold, they're acting like like snots, and Regal says, "All right, fine, you're all pulling double duty." Ooh, there is yeah, that. I think, I think, that or I think, let me. Let I think, me ask I think you we this. all is. We, well. We, we we all, we all lose in that scenario because then you take them where they should be focusing on one big long match and instead have to go out, expend themselves in probably a 15, 20-minute affair prior to that big long match. So they're all going to be – so, I mean, I you know, that, that's a no-win situation right now, I think. Also, I would, not to mention the fact there aren't a whole lot of – I mean, there aren't as many matches on NXT as there are on normal WWE pay-per-views. True. So if you're filling up a tag team title match, uh, United States – what is it? United States, what is North it? American. North American yeah. title match and 
an NXT title match and then throwing all those guys into a War Games match, the entire NXT pay-per-view is pretty much just going to be Undisputed Era. Yeah, right. and let me, I, I could see something not, not kind of almost piggybacking off of what Pooch just suggested. Not so much pulling double duty, but just saying, but Regal coming out, Regal coming out and saying, okay, you guys are going to be in a War Games match and every one of your titles is on the line. It's all or nothing. So you guys, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. You win as a team or die as a team sort of thing. I could see maybe that. Uh, but on, honestly, uh, I think. I think you'll see. Um, I think you'll see Undisputed Era win the tag titles off of like a regular weekly NXT show somewhere, either maybe like a little bit after War Games or something. Because I think maybe going into War Games, whoever they put them up against, Undisputed Era comes out on top, and then they'll be like, "Hey, we deserve another title shot, like right now." And then that way, it's still before the next takeover, which would be Royal Rumble weekend, which would be after 2019. That way, the uh, prophecy of the Undisputed Era draped in gold still has a chance to come true. Now, do you think, do we, do we see a, uh, help me out, what am I, what am I trying to say? Uh, do we, uh, well, I, I, I was going to ask something, um, go ahead. Do we see a War Games without an NXT championship match? Um, I, I think. I don't know. My I think fear in that is is that Adam Cole loses the NXT Championship before War Games. That won't. Was happen. there one last I, year? I, I, uh, well, Adam Cole question. didn't have the championship who, last year. Who had it? Oh no, that was Gar. Wasn't wasn't that Gargano Champa? That may have been Gargano Champa. Yeah, I think it was. So if the NXT titles on Adam Cole come War Games, does he? Does either Adam Cole himself, just him? pull double duty and have to defend the NXT title and also then participate in a War Games match or does Adam Cole not have the NXT title come War Games or are we completely thinking the wrong way entirely and we don't see Adam Cole in a War Games match at all? I, you I think know, he's pulled honestly, double duty I, before. He's done it. There's that or I think maybe just uh, I know I know it's blasphemous to say because we're so used to it but maybe the Undisputed Era won't be in the War Games match, or it'll be the three of them without Adam Cole. That's my opinion. It'll be the third one uh, they do, and it'll be the final be one they do. I agree. Yeah, this is this is their swan song, uh, I think. This, this this is their last War Games. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't... So really you think we just don't see an NXT title match at War Games? I agree, then? yeah. And, and I'm fine with that. If, if you have a tag team title match, a North American title match, a women's title match... Maybe bring the UK title uh, over for that event specifically, and then the War Games. I'm fine with that. I mean, me personally, I don't need to see an NXT title match at War Games if I'm seeing Adam Cole and Undisputed Era in the War Games match. Right. I'm fine exactly. with that. As long as I I'm can okay see with that. the Undisputed Era and Adam Cole wrestling. Because again, uh, I don't okay. care whether it's for the title or not. But I'm yeah, just again, because you also have the you also have the the weekly shows, and it does make it feel a little bit more special when you see something. <laughs> I, I know we I know you don't want to necessarily quote unquote give it away for free as they would say but like it does make it pretty awesome you're like oh i have to tune in next week next wednesday night because you know well here you know what here's a good example if the rumor is true like we like we have been hearing rumblings about and nxt does go live on wednesday nights what better way to kick that off than with uh you know either some sort of 
you know, title match or a whatever. Title change, right? You're, yeah, you're, a title change. A, a title change. You know, I, outside of the takeover papers. Uh, yep. Paper. And, and I and I and I was just gonna say that I think I think that that's exactly what we'll see the, the, I, the debut on NXT of um, FS1. I think we'll see a title change. I think the title change that you'll see. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no that's right. Um, go ahead. Keep going. I, I think the title change you're either going to see on that debut is either uh, the NXT championship or you're going to see the women's championship go, which, by the way, you guys think they made the right call with Shayna Baszler still retaining? No. No. Not at all. I, I honestly, I'm I'm okay. I mean, it sucks that, yeah, I, you know, I love the Undisputed Era and I wanted to see, I wanted to see them capture the gold. I want to see them all draped in gold. But like we had said, you know, if you eventually get it, that's fine. I honestly think Baszler retaining was the wrong call. I think Mia Yim had such a good push and she did something that nobody else had done before. She went after, you know, her Shayna Baszler's other true cronies beforehand. She did it smart and that was the angle coming up to it. And she, you know, took it out with some street justice, uh, took them out with some street justice and you know, was coming into this, coming in hot, and man, they just fucking, they pissed all over that. I think that was I, a wrong call. I can't even believe I'm going to be the lone dissenter in this. Uh, oh, if, if, again, if, if you if you talked to Beef a year ago, he'd punch in the face for saying this, but I have no problem with it. Yes, I would have preferred that Mia Yim wins the title, but I got no problem with Baszler holding it, because every <laughs> victory that Baszler has, every... Every time we're oh so sure that she is going to drop that title, she gains more heat, and that title gains more credibility, more legitimacy, which I think it kind of needed after Kyrie Sane and Baszler kind of traded it back and forth. Well, that's also, I mean, she's, in my opinion, the first one in a while, in a while, to really give that belt legitimacy and remember it's it's the statement i made on the live broadcast it's not the person it's not the belt that makes the person it's the person who makes, person the, belt. makes the belt with yep. Kyrie sane i know she's very talented i love Kyrie sane as much as the next person in the ring but i'll tell you what as a champion they nope. tried to have that belt make her they baszler did. is making that belt 100 so i i agree at some with point, that but i still but at some point but i still disagree someone, with the decision Someone's going to get a big, huge rocket strap to the back, be it Bianca Belair, be it um, Katie Catanzaro, be it, you know, someone from NXT UK, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Piper Niven. It could be any of these women who get just a huge, ginormous thing because Asuka never got beat for the belt. Asuka said, here's the belt, I'm leaving. So no and one then they that fucked rust. that up on the main roster. So oh here's, my oh, lord, here you go. Here's here's a but question. Someone is going to beat Baszler, and her her title reigns have been impressive. So someone's going to get a big push. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. Here's a question for you. Do you do you think that they would try to uh, capture lightning in a bottle twice? Do you think they'll do the same thing with Baszler and just have her never actually get defeated for it? No, 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 like, no. Because. Like I said, the last the last three years have been building to someone finally dethroning her. Oh yeah. And if there's no payoff, like this this isn't like Oscar where she dominated. And it, yes, it is kind of like that. But Baszler is a shit eating grin heel. Like the the fans have been just venomous about her losing the title, and she's improved. Her mic skills have improved. Her look has improved. Her in ring acumen has improved. But the fans are still ready. So, like, if, if they don't take that title off of her and give it to somebody else, it, it's going to be terrible. 
Yeah. So let me, I, I need, I want to chime in here with two things real quick. One's a comment, one's a question. Um, this is, uh, I'm no legend. So this is the, the, the Mordor letdown. Oh, <laughs> the Mordor, the Mordor <laughs> wait, 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 Hold on, hold on. The Sauron sad face. The yeah. Sauron sad <laughs> here we go. face. You're this welcome. Is the, this is the Sauron sad face. Agabon Tom, you are an artist with words. I try. <laughs> so here's the Sauron sad face of the night. And I, I know this is this is past, but somebody just, just harkened back to it and it brought it up and it made me think of it. My gosh, can the main roster fuck up people? Just there yeah. is no there's no denying it and there's no level to the fuckery that Vince McMahon and the main roster <clears throat> can bring to an absolute top tier NXT talent. And I, I that that's Oscar to a T. Time, well, she yeah. she was under she was undefeated in NXT. Didn't drop the NXT title to somebody. She relinquished it. Came to the main roster undefeated. Undefeated. First woman ever undefeated. WWE could have made a legitimate in-ring talented undefeated wrestler like Goldberg did or like WCW did with a no talent hack like Goldberg. Uh, I stroked out a little bit. Sorry. Oscar could have been the female version of Goldberg. Except Don't say his name too talented. many more times. <laughs> he who See, shall not be named. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they really could have, but instead they brought her to the main roster and just fed her to uh, you know, in my opinion, a, a jack wagon who is overrated. Uh, and and that's that's my big disappointment with Oscar. Like they they really could have ran with her as this undisputed woman wrestler, this this just a Goliath of a female wrestler. Like she wasn't NXT, but they didn't. And yep. that's my Sauron sad face of the night. Now let me ask so, you. Let me ask on, before you, we go. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go off of that. I was gonna say. Let me ask you off of that. Triple H spent a long time masterminding that, building her and everything like that. And then when she first arrived for a cup of coffee, she was still that, and then very quickly got dethroned by Tits McGee. Now, um... <laughs> old horse face. Uh, old horse face Tits McGee. Now, um, what do you think that was Vince power-playing Triple H saying, you can build them all you want, but I have the power up here. Don't you forget that. I don't know what Vince was thinking, but I can only, I can only guess. And again, don't know why the one of the two, but just seeing how much time and effort that Triple H has sunk into his NXT talents, building up these this new generation of sports entertainer, the future WWE superstars, the people who are going to carry that company, when all the old, tired, so sick of seeing their face heads go away or, you know, go onto a Legends contract or do whatever John Cena was doing. Triple H spent so much time cultivating these new young talents and they get to the main roster and they're just, they just get dumped on. Yep. They're like the porta potties of sports entertainment. They just get pooped on. And like constantly. And I, I would hope, I would hope not for the fact that I, I, I want negativity to come to Triple H, but I would hope that Triple H is disappointed in a lot of these decisions that Vince makes, just after seeing everything that he's done to build these people up, especially with Asuka. And then it's just crapped on once it gets to the main roster. Um, so I, 
I I can't believe I'm going to do this twice in one night, but I'm going to be Yours a defender the again. Worst. Well, hang on, because Ransom still had a question. What was what was the well, question? Well, I was. This is I was, the same line. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was. I, I was going to talk about Charlotte and Oscar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I last year when it happened, uh, was it last year? I think it was last year. I I, yeah. I was so much against it because Oscar did have everything going for her. She won the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. She was a big push. Great, awesome. awesome. But then Charlotte beat her, and I'm like, well, fuck, I fucking hate Charlotte. I fucking hated Charlotte ever since she started beating Sasha in pay-per-views. But then I kind of put put, put his perspective. So she has beaten Sasha in all the main cards. She's beaten Becky a lot. She's beaten Bailey a lot. She's beaten Asuka. And now she's taken the rub from Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. I mean, it's very clear that they have a plan for Charlotte Flair to be the face of the women's division. And I personally don't agree with that, but melted if you tell thing. me, if, uh-huh, if, if uh-huh. you tell me, if you tell me that Oscar was going to do the same things, I would have trouble seeing it, especially taking the reference to status. I, I, I just, I, as much as I pain to see it, I see a little bit more money in Charlotte than I do Oscar. And again, I'm not talking about match skill wise because we got God we know that, you know, fucking Oscar can work circles around most of those women. Charlotte Flair, and God help me, I think that she probably has the most money on her at this point in WWE. In the women, right. women women's division. So the question that I wanted to to pose to you, uh, Mooks, we we talked about it when we were talking about the uh the Undisputed Era, and, you know, uh, when NXT goes live on Wednesday nights, when since since NXT is now going to be going head-to-head with AEW on Wednesday nights, Fox is going to be demanding a lot out of WWE on SmackDown. Do, you, do we see, in this new coming era, do we see the old, and I say old because... I, I see the validity of it, but at the same time, it just it seems old-fashioned to me. And it, it, it doesn't give me a whole lot of desire to want to watch the weekly shows. Do you think we see more title changes on weekly shows in the coming days that we have seen in the past? Because for the most part... You don't see a title change regardless of whether or not it's a top-tier title or mid-tier title or something stupid, in my opinion, which has nothing to do with the gender, the women's tag team title. You don't see title changes on weekly shows. Those are set It's a thing for, of the past. Yes, it's set for pay-per-views only. So, shut up. Captain Contrarian getting ready, loading his gun. Yeah, here he comes. He's just, he's loading up. He's loading up the ham. I'm just, the ham and, 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 but in so the last month, on. we've seen two of them, but go on. But okay, so do do you think do you think maybe we'll see a little bit more? Maybe even do you think we see, and you know, not just for this first one, but going forward, do you think maybe we see an NXT title change on a weekly show? Do you think maybe we get to see a WWE or a Universal title change on a weekly show? No. Well, well, I mean, this is my thing. I don't watch the weekly shows because a busy and b I know there's not going to be any important, poignant title changes on a weekly show. So, um, what's the point? I'm going to I'm gonna say for the for the pay-per-views, because at the pay-per-views, I, I know I'm never going to see a WWE or a Universal title change on a weekly show. 
probably not going to see an NXT title change on a random NXT show. To to be fair, so I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the big events to see title changes. Right. To, yeah, but to be fair, they have done. Um, they have done in the past couple years really weird surprise changes. Um, if mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying, like those are super when, super duper rare. Do you remember when Joe lost? Uh, when Joe lost the NXT title at a house no. show, yeah, 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 that was actually part of our uh, one of our hot tag trivia questions. Yeah, I don't remember that. Was there any? Re- was there? There was. Uh, because was there an underlying asked... reason behind that? Was there well, like a? Was he was getting called up. Or something? <clears throat> yeah, so, was, that's the I thing. Was gonna... He was going to get called up, and they didn't want to wait for the next NXT takeover. So, if there's not an extenuating circumstance, do we start to see not not on a monthly basis? But more regularly than we have in the past, do we see some title changes well, on I don't these know. shows? I don't know, honestly. I think it honestly, I think it really depends on where the ratings are at. But here's the thing: given the fact that we haven't seen that, and the fact that Fox was still interested enough in WWE to say, "Hey, we want you, we want you to take <laughs> your Tuesday Night SmackDown off of USA and move it over to our network," um, then I, then I would venture to say that no we wouldn't because they were already pleased enough with the potential the wwe had without having to do (laughs) those weekly or more uh, not weekly but more frequent uh title changes on the weekly show so i would say no question mark asterisk yeah so they're gonna gonna want something my comment comment to that real fast is that fox is a big-ass business you know, right. WWE's, a, WWE's a, a big business, but Fox, that's a big-ass business. When it's and, and again, it's not, Fox isn't acquiring WWE. They're just moving WWE to their network. But at the well, same time, right. you, you you would think that they would have some stroke. 100% so they do. Well, look at the 24-7 company, title. Well, <laughs> when you're a big company. Just saying, you, they, they you, wanted that. We We all know that. They wanted that. That wasn't a, big, a Vince McMahon idea, so I mean. <laughs> when you're a big company and you you know you bring something in, whether or not it's a takeover, a buyout, or whatever, you you don't leave things the same. You want a return on your investment, so you're not going to say, "Okay, well, we're going to bring you in, do what you do, we're good." Don't Ranton, you know, don't, don't change question, anything. To answer your question, yes, I think we will see more title changes, but I don't think that's a good thing because if the Early 2000s had taught us anything. Hot-shotting titles is not the answer. How many times did John Cena and Randy Orton change hands with the WWE title? Oh, More times God. than I want to remember. And that was pro- that was on pay-per-views for the most part. So hot-shotting titles is not the answer. But if, you know, it's 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 kind of the whole, like, short-term versus long-term thing. Like, yeah, short-term, you're going to get people on watching the product. Same as, like, you know, having Brock Lesnar show up. Yeah, you're going to get eyes on the product for that week or maybe the week after, but then it's going to fall back off again. Here's, here's unless my, you keep doing it. So To piggyback off of that, I, I don't want to see them like, you know, super, super frequent, but if we get. Uh, okay, so let's say how many, how, ti- how many how, times have we seen uh, a world, a, a WWE championship title change or a universal title change on a weekly show in the last year. How many has times there, has seen? there ever been a universal title change on a weekly show? I don't know that there has, uh, um, aside from maybe Finn Balor, um, like, he got hurt. Was there like, I a think legitimate Owens, match? 
Yeah, Owens won the Fatal Four Way on Raw to win. That's it. Was that for a vacated title? Yes, that was because of the the vacated title. Right. Okay. So, so, not extenuating circumstances. You know, injury wise or vacated wise, has there ever been a like a one on one title change match for the Universal Title on a weekly show? I don't think so. I don't think there has. But here's but here's what I'll say: if if they book it right, if we see one, maybe two. In a year, uh, of like a big top tier title change, I'd be okay with that. But the important thing is booking it right, or even if it's a lower title change, making sure they put it on somebody, uh, you know, to to help elevate somebody up. You know, like taking taking a you know a younger talent or whatever that's up and coming that just maybe got called up or something and do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but, it but just then you, pro- but the, proper booking. But then you run into the, the problem that they have where like, how many times can you remember in the past um, where they, where they would have someone get like the underdog win and then literally like a week or two later, they'd lose it back to the big guy. Right. Well, that, I'm that, saying, was, that was like the rock of mankind storyline from 1999. Exactly. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Proper, proper booking. Don't, don't do that shit. Don't, don't hot, hot potato it. Yeah, don't hot potato it. Like let him let him hold on for a month or two, and then maybe lose it back to somebody. Like let it be like, okay, he's the underdog. He got lucky. It was a fluke, and then it's like, oh, it wasn't a fluke. He's actually somewhat decent. Then maybe you know, maybe in a in a month or two, and then, then go, take oh, it off. he's got a little on, bit of a way to go. Well, hold on, yeah, in a month or two, take it off of him, but don't do it on the weekly show. Do it on the next pay per view or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, a mid tier pay per view. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be okay with something like that. It's again, it's gonna come down to, it's a feeling out process. You just gotta, you gotta book smart. You gotta book it smart. Oh, well, the WWE has such a wonderful track record yeah. with that. I wouldn't worry. <laughs> I know. Well, here, here, let's uh, to, to, let's let's get out of the uh, the cloud of possible possible negativity and back into. Uh, Actually, Tom, I have, I have I have a real good good, good segue to get back into NXT. And this kind of like the, maybe the final point that we should touch on for NXT. But I want to hear you guys. What did you think of Cool Gargano 3? Did it live up to the hype? And was it as good or better than Cool Gargano 2? All right, mine's going to be really succinct and quick. It didn't live up to it until the Death Cage. Death Cage took it up a notch because we saw them do all the other stuff. I loved Johnny uh kicking off the second half of it like and he was he was really kind of healing it up like oh oh no lost that first title because i got dq'd or lost that first fall because i got dq'd now i'm gonna beat the shit out of you yeah that was that was good but it's like but then i go like so is this whole thing gonna be a face a true face turn for adam cole like you know because really adam cole theoretically is the heel going into all this but like I'm like okay, so they're gonna just make Johnny a heel again because he doesn't heal real well. No, and right. I, I don't think you can make Adam Cole a face and still have the rest of the Undisputed Eras. Right, that that's not gonna work. <clears throat> right, um, I I will say um, I thought it was great. Um, it, I I think it was one of those things that it was so overhyped it was gonna have a hard time living up to the hype regardless. Uh, because the the first two matches were both so so good, um, I mean that that two out of three falls, the first time around, you know, Cole Cole Gargano won. I I think we uh, we talked about that. I was on. It was either that one or 
whatever. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I'm yep. sitting there. Me and my daughter were screaming at the TV. Um, you know, Cole Gargano too, absolutely delivered. The one thing I will say, uh, I agree with you to an extent, Poot, with that. I, I loved once uh, once Gargano kicked off that second half there with like, oh, all right, well, fuck it, I lost that first fall. Oh yeah, and then, but his facial expression sold it. It was the the next the fall next will fall. be a street fight, and he goes, aha, and the when he threw the chair out of the ring at Cole's face, holy fuck, oh that was great. Oh my god, that was, was so great. Ugly. Um, that was but so I will say, ugly. The one thing that I really liked uh, during the first fall, because we, we had seen regular wrestling matches to this point, the one thing that I really, really liked was ever, whenever they started to mirror each other, when they went for, like, the fake out on the super kicks, and they oh, both paused, so and, then, like, so re -pum and then re-pump faked and re-pump faked again. That was really, really good, and I thought that was a nice way... Um, that they that they did that in that match because you know they they know each other so well at this point um but yeah I, it's hard to live up to the hype a, a lot of times and i think it was just too overhyped but i really enjoyed the whole match and the death cage was awesome um i still would i still would have preferred i think it would have made more sense uh, especially if they were going to call Gargano up, which it doesn't look like they're going to do. But I think it would have been awesome to have a loser leaves NXT match. That That's the true... Ooh. I think that would have been a true way to put the nail in the coffin. That's the final maybe, you know, definitive thing. Maybe we'll get that maybe at we'll War Games. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, well, Ransom. And here's, so, so, yeah, 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 Ransom, what are your thoughts on the match? Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play my beef the legend card here and be contrarian and say, it did it did live up to the hype for me and it did live up to the first two matches, um, even though the the death cage match, uh, even though that's not something Mountain Wrestling would have done. I kill you, mother. Um, Smoky <laughs> Mountain was the best. They would have had the best two out of three false matches, motherfucker. That stupid gimmick. That gimmick cage is the worst thing ever. There's no way to be the jade fit here to your motherfucker. Motherfucker. Um, I just, it did. It lived up to the hype. And I think part of that is my bias showing because, you know, as it's, oh, I'm going to pull out a JR here. It's well documented <laughs> that I am one of the biggest Shawn Michaels fans ever. I, you know, I, I don't think that anybody entertainer wise in wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever. Let me let me interject candle. for one second. I'm making uh, your I'm making your no I'm making your ringtone. Shawn Michaels, sexy boy. But go on. I'm nowhere near. Okay, so, um, <laughs> yeah, for me, Shawn. Oh dear lord, the dogs are out. Um, oh no, Shawn the Michaels dogs is, of Mordor. Is the best. Yeah, the, the hounds of Mordor. Shawn Michaels is the best sports entertainer uh, that has ever laced up a pair of boots, in my opinion. And I see. A young Shawn Michaels and Adam Cole. I know that's not what they're going for. I know that's not what he's going for. I know that's not what he's going to turn into. He's not going to be the second coming of Shawn Michaels. But, man, he, Adam Cole, has yet to disappoint me in any match that he's been in because of his sheer talent. I'm not taking anything away from Johnny Gargano. And he, he's, he's amazing as well. But it did, did live up to the hype. And it, 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 for me, it was as good as the other two. Well, here's I mean, my thoughts on it, real quick, real, okay. real, real quick. But here, here's my thoughts on it. So, I, I, I'm, I, I straddle the line on this one because I, whenever you have a trio of matches, and um, 
so going back way back way back uh steamboat mm. and flare steamboat and flare i think had three or like seven or 12 matches whatever and like each one was as good as the last but they were damn near carbon copies and that's real tough to do whenever you have like a trio of matches especially whenever you're really kind of closing out a chapter, a chapter you don't necessarily want to have the same feel so i like that this was different than the other two. This was not a classic match. This was something different. Agreed. Um, to Tom's point, I love what they did in the first fall where it was very evident that they knew each other, that they knew what was coming, and that they were like pre-planning that next move. That was a brilliant touch. Um, I love the street fight. Um, it really... It, 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 it was actually, you know... More than just a no disqualification match, they actually went and they you know fought in the fans and everything. And uh, I think TNA was originally the the home of this match, a Monsters Ball match. I think I read somewhere that Abyss booked it, which would make sense because you know Monsters Ball. But uh, the Cage of Death, whatever you want to call it, uh, was a great touch <clears throat> and I think a fitting end to the rivalry. I think it came close to delivering on the hype. But I think Poot said it that when you have a match so hyped, it's tough to deliver on. So that, it, it came yeah. close, was, but I don't think it made it. That, that was, was me. Tom That's okay. Who said that. Oh, Tom. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Tom. And That's then okay. um, I'm not angry. The, <laughs> and then as far as it being as good as or better than one or two, again, again. it's it's different. So I'm going to judge it differently. The first two were technical classics. This wasn't that, but this was something altogether different, but just as good, I think. Um, my. My thing was just to to kind of you know stroke Adam Cole's ego again. Go again. Like, <laughs> a, like a, we're getting tons <laughs> of feedback, guys. Oh, it's oh wow! I heard myself and it was glorious. Actually, let it happen. All right. Um. No. The, <laughs> no. The um. So glorious. Sorry. Um. The the thing with Adam Cole is that he's he is and Johnny Gargano is as well, but not to the level Adam Cole is. He is a storyteller in the ring. I man, mm -hmm. I, I agree. Like he he just he knows how to garner sympathy even when he is the biggest shit eating heel in the universe. You know what I mean? Oh, mm -hmm. it's yep. so good. Yep. So good. Anyway, that 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 yeah, those are all good takes. Now. On to SummerSlam. And well, really, why don't I think we that thank the sponsors? Things. Why don't we thank the sponsors one more time before we do that? Beef? Go ahead, Tom. Okay. Uh, we'd like to thank Sean Tischler and WrestleDeals.com. Your home. On Facebook. On Facebook. Uh, your home for fine cabinet fixtures, garage <laughs> accessories. And uh, no, honestly, uh, Sean, thank you. We uh, Let us know when the website's... Uh, when the WrestleDeals.com website is fixed. Uh, we hope that you don't get mad at us and throw a steel chair at our heads uh, whenever we come up in October to see you. Uh, but uh, that said, I'll also plug that. Uh, if anybody is going to be in the Clearfield area, Clearfield, Pennsylvania, because if you're listening to this outside of the Pittsburgh area or outside of Pennsylvania or anything, uh, I doubt you're making the drive to go see an indie show up in freaking Kumbum fuck nowhere. But... Yep. Uh, but we'll be up in Clearfield, PA, Saturday, October 12th, uh, for the IWC event that's going up there, going on up there. And uh, Sean Tischler definitely has his hands in that. So uh, check out uh, check out some of his stuff there. 
And uh, Ransom, you want to go ahead and thank the other sponsor? You boys are going to love it up here. Okay, that's all right. No, uh, Casual Gaming Dad. Check him out on the various platforms, the Facebooks, uh, the YouTubes, uh, the Twitches. I-, I love how you make everything sound like you're like this like 50-year-old, out-of-touch old man. Like, Look, the face- I don't, what do you mean sound books? like? Oh, no. I don't well, technology, technology very well. So. I know. Technology I know. and Adam, uh, we I'll, were. I'll, br- I'll get you there, sir. I'll get you Adam, there. You mean Adam Cole? Um, Adam Cole, baby. That's what I said. So, yeah, Casual Gaming Dad. <laughs> check him out. Um, I love the... Especially the especially the old school stuff. New stuff yes. is good, but man, the old school stuff really takes me back to childhood. And we, I love rewatching some of those old games. I think it just it warms my heart. I think you were inside. Um, I think we were cleaning up dinner whenever uh, whenever I said this. We didn't get to it uh, before the live show last time, but I have I, I have various emulators on the laptop that I have uh, that we were using. You have various legitimate gaming consoles, Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, can we, yeah, we'll cut that, cut that out in post. We'll cut that out in post. Boop. Yo, yeah, I definitely will. Uh, here we go. Take two. I have uh, various uh, video games of old school days of yore and one game and uh, one <laughs> one game that I think that uh, we'll have to definitely play next time. Saturday Night Slam Masters. Oh, oh man, oh, boy, yes. that was my jam in that. Yes, Scorpio or, uh, or or Alexander the Greater. He was also the Greater. You know I think here's 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 one thing. Uh, real uh, real quick, a little aside. I I definitely remember you you always like, and I think probably Home House Advantage played a big part of it. But you always had to pick uh, uh, Scorpio or Scorpion or whatever. And I was like, damn it, I always wanted to use him. So I had to settle for, like, the second-rate Scorpio, which was, like, the El Stingray guy or whatever. So I was like, it, it never, it brought me such great El joy. Stinko. Yeah, El Stinko. But no, um, it, it brought me such great joy once I was ever actually one day myself play the game. And I was like, ha, I can finally use him, you son of a bitch. So, <laughs> no. Um, so, so listen, before we move on to SummerSlam, yeah. I, uh, I, I want to bring something up. Uh, last week, month, last time we did a, a thing that wasn't live or a continental tie-up. Right. We talked about uh, JBL and his incident. Oh yeah, we you did. You know, and <clears throat> what everybody thought about that. So I, I, I do want to I want to talk real quick, not very long, but just real quick touch and get you guys' opinion on on something here. Um, in the past, maybe not not a too distant past even. Um, I believe that they were at the time still a, a publicly traded company. So, you know, it's not just a mom and pop operation. You've got board of directors, you've got an HR department, you've got a, you know, a bunch of shit whenever you're a, a publicly traded company. Oh, hell yeah. So, since WWE is that, there has been a lot of wrestlers in the past who have maybe been overly stiff, overly tough, maybe taken advantage of some of the younger talent when they came in, because back in the old days, in the old territory days or whatever, that's what you did. Pay that's how dues. you brought people in. That's that's how they paid their dues. That's how you saw if a guy was really going to stick it out. If he was really into it. You beat the hell out of him, legitimately. I mean, they would go in and try to hurt these people. It wasn't a work. They would smack and chop and kick the hell out of somebody. To, you know, cut their teeth. So, in the days of a publicly traded company with an HR department, 
do you think that doesn't happen anymore? Do you think that's still a thing? And if it is, you know, I get it. It's it's wrestling, but it's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. You're, you're working for a company. It's no different than working for any other company nowadays, in my opinion, because, you know, you have a, a work environment. And where does it border or where does it, where does it kind of teeter from uh, you know, getting a guy cutting their teeth, paying their dues, this, that, and the other thing, and, you know, becoming a hostile work environment. Because it's not MMA. It's not a legit shoot fight. You're not supposed to be beating the hell out of your opponent. You know, it's not wrestling like it is in Japan. <coughs> I think Where I... do you guys fall on the whole, hey, this guy's new, I'm going to go into the ring, and I'm going to chop the shit out of him and try to make his chest bleed. Uh, I, let's start with... I kind of want to hear Beef's take on this. No offense, Tom. I want to hear Beef's take first. Oh, no. no, None taken. So, you know, I, I think the last great, you know, uh, carriers of that torch were definitely The Undertaker and Bob Hawley. Uh, probably JBL, too. Uh, were like, um, I mean, you can't, man. Um, I, and, and I understand it. And I love the way that Japan does it. I, I really do. Where they, where, where you, where you have your, 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 your uh, young Excuse lion me. stage. <laughs> your, your young lion stage. Stop where, choking like, out, beef. Where, like, um, if you watch the G1, um, Lance Archer would come out and he would just beat the shit out of all the young lions around the ringside. Um, like, I, I get that and I respect that, and that's fine because that is the the, the old way of doing it. But. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a multi-million dollar company. Uh, they, they do have these things that they have to uphold to. Um, I mean, I think, I think you kind of saw Randy Orton get a, a little bit into it. Not the physicality part, but the whole, like, Franks thing. When he was, like, like pooping in uh, people's bags and things of that nature. So, I mean, I, you know... I understand if it happens, but I don't think it happens anymore. I think if it happens, it's because the producers say, go out there and beat the shit out of each other. They say to Brock Lesnar, I want you to hit him. Uh-oh, or the rest of us come to an agreement. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're yep. chopping out a bit there. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I think if it's... If it happens now, it's because the producers want it to happen. They say, okay, Brock, do this, or okay, Joe, do this. Not because it's okay. Let's get this guy his 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 licks for being a new guy. So it's not you. You don't think it's that individual's call. Like it's not a JBL no. or a hardcore Holly saying, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how tough this kid actually is, and you know, go into business for himself or take liberties on his own. I don't. Not anymore. I no, I, 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 I can agree. Mind. I can I can see and agree with that because, um, I I think a I think a really good example of that, uh, would be the real life drama that there was between edge and Matt Hardy, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Vince had to sit down and probably have a talk with them and say, listen, um, you know, if you guys need to work a little stiff, that's fine. But if I see, you know, a, you know, any sort of specific injury, if I see, you know, if I see that you're not working safe, if I see you're not trying to protect the guy, like, you know, on a suplex or a brain buster or something like that or whatever, um, you know, then you're in deep shit. But, you know, if you if you want to be a little stiff with one another, you know, as far as a punch or a chop, you know, I, you know go at it sort of thing. I, I don't know. I, I I agree with Beef on that sense where I think it's going to be a producer's call sort of thing. Um, um, as far as whether or not 
what I think as far as the culture of that. Um, it it kind of I'll draw a parallel here. Um, I would get I, whenever I got to my duty station in the Marine Corps, you'd hear guys saying, "Well, back in the old corps, this 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 would be different." I'm like, okay, listen, I, I don't agree with you know just uh, putting somebody's putting somebody's career and health in danger. Like again, like I said, you got to make sure to still protect one another out there, but. If somebody were to work a little stiff, you know, say, put a little extra sauce on that chop or something, that I'm okay with. Because a chop is one thing, but, like, if you're gonna, you know, if you're not gonna protect them when you go to drop them for a DDT or something like that, or something where it's, like, you know, to, without trying to get too technical into it, but if, if, I'm, if I'm doing a move to Ransom and part of the move is me protecting him... To make sure that he doesn't get you know get hurt on it, and I don't protect him on purpose. That I don't agree with. Um, but yeah, you know, putting a little extra sauce on a chop or something, I'm okay with that. I think where I think the way they do it and just the change with the times and um, it, you know probably what happens now is somebody that hasn't been around for a while, um, you know, is going to basically they're not going to necessarily get. Uh, you know, they're not going to get their licks in the ring or something. They're just not going to get put in the ring. They're going to get buried that way. Um, and that's how the person's, you know, that's how the older people are going to be like, nope, you haven't earned your way into this spot yet. That's how they're going to, you know, I, I don't know. I Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong on that. But Poot, have you weighed in on this? No, I have not. I was, I was biding my time. All right, go ahead. There are two incidences that come to mind for an argument why this should not happen. Number one is the Acolytes or APA versus Public Enemy. Public Enemy got brought into WWE and um, they uh, they had a uh, they were having a uh, I guess a street fight or a hardcore match or something with the APA. It was something to do with Brad Sean Farouk. And they had this table spot set up at the at the end of the match. Well, right before they go out, Public Enemy said, "Hey, uh, we're cutting the clo- basically the close of the match." They basically said, "Hey, we're not doing the the table spot, which was the finish." Like they said, "Hey, we're not doing that." And Public Enemy's music hit. They walked out right after telling the APA, mind you, who they are. Say what you want about Bradshaw, but he's been in the business for nigh on to God knows how long. And Farouk was the first African-American, what, WCW champion? Yes, yes. And NWA, NWA, NWA champion. champion. Yeah, like, sorry, yeah, you're look, right. And yeah, You don't tell them what to do five seconds before the match starts. Yeah. So that's... they went out there and they gave him the business. Whether it was good to do that or not. Who am I to say I'm not in the business? However, I think that's one example where they went and beat the shit out of them. Like, if you've never watched that, shame on you. Because it it is it is a sight. It is an absolute sight. Real quick um, on that, I, I do have a question. Was it was it on a weekly show or was oh, it on yeah, a pay-per-view? Oh, yeah, it was on Raw. Okay. It was okay. on Raw. Yeah. On I'm going to have to go back and find that because I... I I feel like I don't remember that for some reason. So no, I don't, I don't remember. I remember hearing about that match on somebody's podcast. 
but I don't remember watching it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it was. Uh, is, it, is it obvious? Is it obvious? Oh my god! Poop? Yeah. Okay. Well, and there was a lot of there was there was there, there was a lot of malice between like wrestlers in WWE and like ECW guys because a lot of guys in WWE felt like ECW guys were just glorified stuntmen, so they didn't deserve the shot anyway. Especially okay. bigger guys like Public Enemy, who really didn't offer too much in the, in, in the form of technical wrestling, so like that kind of thing didn't help. Okay, but okay. go on, Poot. Thank you. Um, but that's one way that you teach it, but there was that, they didn't hold up to that, they were fired. Um, and then, the other one, and this is, like, going on the respect issue. Now, I know you're talking about hazing. I think, uh, to answer your question, but there's another example I want to put out there. To answer your question, I think a lot of these guys get that on the indies, but it's more respect. If there is a problem... And someone, like, beats the shit out of someone legitimately in the ring. Or they go into business for themselves. Guess what happens? That person doesn't get booked. And they don't have a career in wrestling. Because you're putting another person's life and body in your hands. They're trusting you to do that. And you're betraying that trust. No one will book you. Not even for a hot dog and a handshake. Okay. Right. So the other example of going into business for yourself and why it's not okay, the incident down south with uh, Sexy Star. Do you guys remember that? That was like oh, within the yeah. last year or two, right? Uh, two years uh, ago. Two years. Yep. Yep. It was okay. Two years ago, and Sexy Star put who was it? It was um, uh, not. I don't even remember who it, it was, was, but she, it yeah. was the goth, the like goth. Um, what's her name? Uh, Daphne. 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 It was Daphne. It was Daphne. Put Daphne in an, a legit armbar, like an absolute shoot armbar, and uh, w like basically went into business for herself. Uh, yep. For the end of the match, and uh, like really hurt Daphne. Um, not to the point where she couldn't work, but she definitely had to like take uh, take time off, and. Ever, ever since then, Sexy Star, who was arguably one of the most famous women's wrestlers in the world, most popular. Up and coming. Up and coming. Up and coming. Like, she was huge. Like she, she had, I, I watched her work in, um, uh, in Lucha Underground, and she was awesome. Absolutely amazing. She was the first, she, she was the first women's, uh, world champion that champion I can think of. of. Yep. Yeah. Lucha Underground. But anyway, now, where is she? Nowhere. You you might see her occasionally on an indie show or something like that, but after that happened, it's like, well, you're just going to be pumping the indies for the rest of your career. Oh, is she blackballed? Uh, oh yeah, persona non grata. Oh yep. yeah, no yeah. Oh. And because pay, like like you said, poop. Paying your dues is one thing, taking chops and punches and stuff, but like going into business for yourself, like when Sting did it with Jeff Hardy. That was a power move well, because he could. No, and because Jeff no, Hardy was no, being no, no, well, no. That's, that, that's was, a that different... was an order, yes, and also yes, yes. Jeff Hardy was fucked beyond belief. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a totally didn't, different didn't thing. Didn't Bischoff right, tell right. him to do that? Yes. Like, but didn't Bischoff say, pin him, get him out of the ring? And, yeah, I'm sure. And, yep. and, and absolutely, that in that case, that was absolutely and that was the, the right, right call. 100%. Yeah, because, because and that, Jeff... and Sting, Sting didn't do anything to hurt Jeff Hardy. Sting no. basically gave him a finisher, which... You know, yeah. Sting has given multiple times and, and you know, didn't, didn't let hurt him kick him out. And yeah, pretty much right. just rolled him up and held him there. He didn't exactly. He didn't, you know, take liberties and, and hurt somebody. Exactly right, and he and he didn't go out of his way to 
try to to try to embarrass Jeff even further or anything like that. He just they got they got they got him out of there as fast as they could, which was the right call because he was in no shape to be anywhere near the ring nope. or anything like that. Um, so I want to I want to go ahead and uh, jump into SummerSlam now that we're or well, Ransom, would you have a take on that or or no? I couldn't. Uh, I don't remember if you got a chance to chime in there. Um, I'll make it quick since since we need to get into SummerSlam, but um, I I understand the traditions set forth in the old days of professional wrestling back when it was professional wrestling. I, I understand that. But in, in a line of work now where you have wellness policies, you have HR departments, you know, it, it's, it's, it's people hedging their, their lives on this. Like this is what they want to do for their life. I, in my opinion, I don't see that. And it's, you know, I'm not one of those, you know, pussy people who are, you know, everything needs to be fair for everybody and you know, right. boo-hoo this and boo-hoo that's No, that's not me. Definitely no. not right. But at the same time, like, I feel you're, you're in a business, you're going to work. Like, it's, 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 it's your nine to five. You're going to work. You're going to collect a paycheck. You're going to make a living. And when you do that, you need to have some sort of governing body like an HR department setting standards and saying, Here's a list of things that you cannot do. I can't walk into work and slap a coworker in the face. I understand I'm not in the professional wrestling or sports entertainment business, but at the same token, I don't see there being any difference in, you know, pretty much basically assaulting somebody and then using the excuse of, hey, I'm a veteran and they're a nobody and, you know, they need to pay their dues or they need to cut their teeth or I need to see if they can take it. Exactly. It's not, it's not that way anymore. You know, you, you can't. You can't go and just do these type of things, and I don't even I don't even agree with the whole you know Randy Orton shitting in people's bags. Like, hey man, that's a bit don't, much. Don't shit in my stuff, dude. Like, that, that's is, a health is, hazard. Why don't yeah, we? Why well, don't, not only that, this is my personal property. You can't do that. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, why so don't we that's get, my take on it. Why don't we get Bill Demont to chime in on this? Um, oh Jesus! But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Um, so, so like we were mentioning, the first half of the SummerSlam card was pretty underwhelming, to say the least. Um, I one thing, and I as much as can I, I can hold I, on, hold on, real, hold on. Real, well, I'm, okay, I'm gonna okay. be, I'm gonna touch on this. If this might, if it might be what you're uh, gonna ask, but um, uh, man, as much as I hate to fucking, fucking. talk about girl about Goldberg, I just gotta ask. Who the fuck did Dolph Ziggler piss off? Because that was overkill in that end of the it, match. It's part there. of his new angle. It's part of his okay. new gimmick. Apparently, I, I'm bad. waiting for him to just bad. go, Dolph Ziggler likes pain and do a gimp thing with him. No, oh, It was terrible. No, uh, I, I... Go ahead. Uh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, no, well, I, I just want to real quick about the Dolph Ziggler thing. So go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. You, you do that. Yeah, if, if, if you, because this, this is something altogether. So go ahead with that. Okay. Um. I, I, I don't know. Throughout his career, I have no idea who Dolph Ziggler wronged in that company. And I John honestly, I honestly have no honestly. idea. He's not Be, there because, anymore. Like, why? You, why is he still getting punished for something he did for, to John Cena? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the shit booking of Dolph Ziggler. I, I don't either. I can't wrap my brain around this. He is golden on the mic. He is golden in the ring. He is crisp. He is one of those people that could legitimately have he, been the next 
you know, gimmick character Shawn Michaels. He sells like nobody's fucking business. He and not, sells and, like Shawn Michaels sold. And, when yeah, Shawn and Michaels he, fought big guys like Sid and Diesel and Vader, Shawn and he sold doesn't the over, hell out of that. And he doesn't oversell it like how Shawn did with Hogan in that. No. no but I, I, he I don't se- get it. I don't he understand. He sells I, so well. He does. I, I, yeah, I, I want would... Dolph Ziggler to leave the WWE because I Give don't think he's going to get – He's not going to get the push that I believe he deserves. And I, and I, I could be completely missing the mark here. Dolph Ziggler could be a trash bag in real life and could just be, uh, you know, an absolute horrid human being backstage. Maybe that's well, why he's buried so much. Fan, so, so I, but <laughs> I, it infuriates me. It infuriates me because it, it, for me, it's like saying, it's like booking a Shawn Michaels or an Edge or a Johnny Gargano or an Adam Cole like you're booking Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler can stand with any of those guys as far as in-ring talent and mic skill. And it, it makes me angry to see throughout his career. It's not just a new thing for Dolph Ziggler. Throughout his career, he's been shit on. And I have no earthly idea why he still stays in the WWE. Maybe they're paying him a buttload of money or maybe this is Oh, they idea. are paying him maybe a buttload of money. Maybe yeah. he just wants yeah, but- to be that guy that constantly gets beat up and constantly loses. I have no idea. I want him to go to AEW because I think he would get a mega star of a push. Even so, like yes, Poot, you're 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 right. They 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 gave him a metric fuck ton of money. What two years ago, three years ago, when his contract came up in the summer, and I and I hope that his contract is coming up soon because I bet going back in time, I bet you he regrets signing that contract. Knowing that they were going to fuck him around like this, um, yeah. because he could have been huge in Japan, he could have been huge in Ring of Honor, he could have been huge in PWG, he would have been huge in AEW, and and I, and I think he still will. Uh, he because he has a lot of miles left in the car. Oh yeah, my god! I want to yes. slip in. I, I, I want to slip in a real quick legendary letdown here. The match that I thought was going to be absolutely a banger and and, and a great match was just. Not good, and that's AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Sorry, I've I've ever since. So like, I I remember going back and watching it on Raw, you know, a couple months ago, and saying, "Okay, here it is." And I was like, "Huh, well, there it was." And then they had a second match on Raw, like, "Okay," and then nothing. And I was like, "Okay, well, you know, this is their shot. Maybe they're gonna finally click." They it just wasn't there for those two. There was no. There was no. You know anything between them, and 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 it sucks because they're two great entertainers, probably two of the best in-ring competitors today, and it was it was just flat. And I don't know if it's if 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 it's because of the style of match that they work with with the injury angle, or with it being you know like a nine-minute match, yeah, or I don't know if maybe there's just nothing between them. But man, I was so disappointed. Yeah. Um. So. So like we said that you know that that match and a lot of the first half of the card was. Uh, pretty pretty disappointing from from what you would expect from the quote unquote second biggest pay per view of the Big Four coming out of WWE. But uh, moving on to the latter half of the card, uh, Charlotte versus Trish. I thought excellent match. Um, yeah. Um, what's what's your take there, uh, Poop? What uh, what what I thought was like of the whole or like what was a letdown. Uh, no, 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 Charlotte, either. Charlotte and Trish. Well, I was going to oh, say Charlotte, Charlotte and Trish. Trish. Charlotte, Charlotte and Trish, I'm like, it did what it, it needed to do. I mean, like, honestly, it's nice seeing a legend actually give the rub to a younger talent. Yeah. Like, I mean, it. Uh, like, honestly, to me, it, like, I'm sorry, 
you could ask me about any match, any match on this card, and I'm gonna go. It was okay, but the Fiend debuting. We'll we'll get there. We'll I get know, there. but we'll that's the thing. Everything <laughs> else on the event, I enjoyed it. It was a good event. I don't feel like I wasted my time. I had a great. I I I loved the matches. Like there was nothing that I went. Ugh. Yeah, AJ Styles Ricochet could have been better, but the but but beef to. To be fair, they're working this whole OC angle now, so they gotta have all that schmoz crap. The one that the thing that upset me that did upset me more so than uh, having a less than ideal uh, AJ Styles Ricochet match, the thing that let me down was we got a dusted finish, baby, finish, baby. with the uh, the the legacy belt. Yeah, I understand they're yeah. building a long story with that, but just come on, man! Even the crowd, so the crowd, the crowd, they fit all over it. Oh, resoundingly bullshit! And what? What was this? What was this? Kofi, Orton Kofi, versus Orton. Kofi, the, uh, the double, uh, uh, the double okay. count out. And 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 how about that count, man? Like they were like if if you count real seconds and like an actual count out match, just like twenty, twenty five, thirty between you know before an actual count out. There was like legit probably less than fifteen seconds with them both on the outside of the ring. Um, it's it, it it was it was a fucking terrible match. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a terrible finish to a good match. Realistically, there are two things to talk about from SummerSlam: one, the Fiend's debut; two, the Rollins Brock Lesnar match actually being a decent match and being the match that, that well, Rollins deserved. Let's let, let's talk about that. And I want to start by saying. Um, by by uh, what you had said in the chat, Beef, about this is the match that should have happened at WrestleMania. And I thought about it a, a little bit more after we talked about it. And if going forward, they knew that this is what they were going to do with having Rollins beat him at WrestleMania, then dropping it, then regaining it, I actually think it was best that they saved this match for, the, for now. Because... It, because it, it built it up so much more. Like like he like, barely he barely squeaked by getting the uh getting the title off of Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. You know, it was a steal. It was quote unquote the heist of the century. True. Yeah, almost. Uh and then, you know, he lost it to Brock. It you know, Brock turned the tables on him and said, Okay, you wanna you know, barely Barely squeeze by. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you for it, and then I'm gonna steal it right back off of you because of the money in the bank contract. And then you know we saw Rollins get you know knocked down and you know just beat the shit out of, and then he amazingly comes back out and you know gets this. So I think this be the best. This being the match that it was, it fit well for the overall big picture. Looking back on it. Uh, but uh, regardless, I'm just happy that it wasn't the same formulaic Brock Lesnar bullshit, and I'm so glad I was wrong on that. Not necessarily for the prediction picks, uh, because obviously, you know, that's one less for for me, and definitely one less for Madman Ransom over there. But um, I was very happy with this match. I was thoroughly surprised. I did not expect. Rollins to get it back and I was I was just happy to see a good mash and not a Brock Lesnar squash fest go ahead Ransom I know I know, I know you're sitting over there biting your tongue wait, waiting to tell us how much you hated the match so please I, I, I can't wait to hear it. The, the best part of that match for me was Paul Heyman's face 
Agreed. That face where he looked at Brock Lesnar like you want your girl to look yep. at you. <laughs> that was the best that was the best part of that match for me. I I I don't know. I, I was disappointed with the match. And it's... here's why. For the past how many years has Brock Lesnar been this unstoppable monstrous force? The Undertaker, John Cena, Triple H, uh, AJ Styles, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Roman frickin' Reigns. How many people have just been run over by Brock Lesnar? And now you've got somebody the size of Seth Rollins coming in and twice in one year beating him clean for the title. No well, dirty tricks. Uh, no uh, tricks. Let the man finish. What did, he, what did he do at WrestleMania? Did he hit him with a chair? Did he give him, the, you know, what did he do? Uh, the tables and the dick kicks. Like, he kicked him like three times in a dick before the match started, and he put him through like two tables before the match even started. Because remember, you had even said, be like, well, he's supposed to be a phase wise using heel tactics. Uh, all right. So that, that explains that match. Yeah. But this one, it's like, okay. For all this time that Brock Lesnar has been this unstoppable monster, this just nobody can beat him. Your biggest heroes and John Cena and The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, they can't do it. Now Seth Rollins can do it twice in one year. Meh. It turns Brock Lesnar to me into somebody who can be beaten. Not an unstoppable force. Not the big Brock Lesnar guy. It, it turns... The more he, and I get it, he can't win all the time, sure, whatever, blah, blah. It, the more he loses, the more it turns into the, eh, well, The Undertaker lost once at WrestleMania, so it doesn't matter how many more times he loses at WrestleMania, who cares? All right. And yet you have no problem with Shawn Michaels, like, beating Vader. Like, Vader, the guy who dominated WCW. Vader, the guy yeah, who but dominated yeah, 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 but you're comparing apples and oranges. His run in WCW and over in Japan was disgustingly huge. When he got brought to but WWF, oh, man, that was McMahon his first buried big match. the piss out of him. That was, that was Vader's first big match. That was Yeah, I know, was, and McMahon buried the piss out of him because star. he wasn't a homegrown guy. Exactly. Mm, I guess. Anyway. That's fair. So, uh, and to be, to be fair, fair too, to be fair, uh... I don't see a fair comparison between Shawn Michaels and Seth Rollins. I, I don't. I don't see it. Shawn Michaels was whatever. I'm not going to go into it because it's just going to be me singing Shawn Michaels' praises. But right. I don't see the full comparison between Shawn Michaels and Seth Rollins. I, I don't think that there is a comparison there. So do you have do you have anything to add on to this real quick, Poop? Because yeah. if not, I have one last point. Real real fast, I do, and also I have a request. Okay. Um, okay, the first thing, my thing is, it's a David and Goliath story. Rollins, you know, he won with 30 tricks at Mania. Uh, as Beef said, honestly, this is the win he should have had at Mania, and then they shouldn't have had a rematch here. They should have built another story. Bingo. Anyway. Bingo. But, but it's a David and Goliath story, man. Who doesn't love that? Like, I mean, that's all it was. I mean, it was really good for a Brock Lesnar match. It was really good. There was high drama. People were into it. So whatever. Like, that's all it was to me. So it was kind of like, all right, that was, that was fine. Again, it was the rest of the card. It's like, it was good. It was fine. But then my request is uh, for hot tech trivia, I want to ask Beef. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right, cool. Um, and then uh, the the point I was going to make, uh, I think the only reason why necessarily that they had uh, Rollins win 
here at this time is because I think, like we had talked about, I think Brock is probably going to make the move over to SmackDown at some point, which I... The only the only hang up I have with that is Heyman is going to be, you know, quote unquote, like running raw behind the scenes. But then he's going to show up on SmackDown as an on-screen character. I don't know how that's all going to work. We can table that for another discussion. I um, think we should. Let's move that. into the. Yeah, let's move into the best thing about SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. The fucking wowie. fiend Bray Wyatt. Oh, yowie, oh fucking wowie. Holy shit. Poot, take the floor with this because oh, I know you've been salivating, man. Man, okay. So the first thing I did because unfortunately on Sunday I was busy with band practice, so I had to go back and watch uh, SummerSlam. Uh, summer. um, um, so when I got home, I ignored the chat that we have our group chat, but – Right. I opened up. I opened up the 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 chat window, and the first thing I see is, "Holy shit! This is the best thing WWE has done in decades and forever." So my thing was, my my thing was, I gotta watch this. So I get home. I you know clean up and get ready for bed. I put it on and I f I scroll through the bullshitty laggy not loading thing and I found it and I watched the preview Balor coming out in white and the way they framed him in the ring with the light right behind his head giving that halo. You know yep. what I mean? It's good guy Balor. I loved it. It was probably that was beautifully done. It, it was probably in inadvertent or maybe it was a really good camera guy. You know what I mean? But then. Like, the oh. kickoff to the Firefly Funhouse, I'm like, oh, we're going to get a promo before and it all runs down. The the feeling that I'm I got when, when that, when yeah, that music hit that, and I'm like, oh, what music are they going to use? Like, for me, that was a big thing because Bray Wyatt wanted to use Unsainted by Slipknot off the new album, which is a banger, by the way. Go listen to the new album. It's great. I'll so, have to check it out. Um, but then, you see. What's that light? Oh, it's the lantern. And it zooms in and you... Oh, oh I got... I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like giddy. Like, I, dude, I'm getting goosebumps oh, again. It's And then how he... Everything was so deliberate. The walk and then hearing the... Oh, by the way, Code Orange does the the remix of, of that Are song. Are you serious? That's Code oh, Orange. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's yeah, own Code Orange. Yeah, man. Right. Yes. That's Code oh, Orange. Oh, my God. They, they also, That's awesome. I, I think uh, they also they did all... Alistair Black's music. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because they played it live that. at the one takeover. Um, oh, yeah, they did. Okay, yeah. I'll have to look into that. But so Code Orange did that and how they did that... You know, that heavy thing. By the way, do you know what they were chanting? You know, whenever that hurt, heavy guitar hurt, heel, heard hurt, heel, heel. And then it dun, 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 and it, and that like fall away like dissonant pit, it set the mood. Oh, everything. Go on. You I could keep gushing. Uh, I you know. guys go ahead. Um I, I will say this. Um, so I had a couple friends over that they were just coming over just to hang out and play video games and for me to give video games back to my one buddy because I had a whole bunch of his PS3 games. That I never got around to playing. Um, and I said to him, I was like, well, I'm going to have wrestling on kind of in the background, you know, because I thought we were going to be playing some Mario Kart and Mario Party and shit. And I was just going to have the laptop set up off to the side and I'd be, you know, kind of glancing over. Um, we ended up watching a good bit of SummerSlam as it were. Um, but so we were finishing up a game of Mario Party. I had I had the laptop on and I'm like half paying attention to the game and more so to this. 
And I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh my God, that's so fucking good. And my girlfriend, who is, is, as to steal a Ransom's catchphrase slash JR's, well-documented on the podcast there is not being a wrestling fan by any means. She loves the Bray Wyatt character just because she loves the scary shit. And she's like, oh, wow, this is really good. And I was like, I know, I know. And I actually, like, after the match was over and we finished our Mario Party game, I was probably about eight minutes behind because I had to rewind. So, like, uh, you know, I was eight minutes behind on the Brock Lesnar-Seth Rollins match at the end. We went back and watched. I said to my friends, I was, you have to fucking watch this. And we rewound it and watched the Bray entrance again just to show them. Like, and I was like, this is so fucking good. And I'm sitting there and uh, again, like as we were just talking about it right now and same thing, whenever I was sitting there watching again with my girl, I look, I look at her and I show her my arm and I was like, I'm a fucking child. I was like, this is so good. Like everything, everything was perfect about that. And now they just have to continue off of that. Well, and so here's, oh, oh, the the one thing I, sorry, Tom. Um, the, the fact that they had, uh, the fact, uh, I was very glad it wasn't a squash. I, I was very happy about that because we, we knew any smart fan knows that Bray's going to go over. Okay. I, you know, let's just put that out there. We knew Bray was going to go over coming in. You had, you, you had all these vignettes building them up so strong. It's important that he wins. But I was very glad that they didn't just, you know, like eight second squash or something like that. And I thought it was so fucking awesome that they let him use the mandible claw, number one. And number two, that he uh, that he caught Finn coming off the top rope with it or whatever, like countered and then put him in it. Oh, my God. I, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go back and fucking watch it again tonight after we're done recording. Go on. Beef. Well, and so, so here's <laughs> the thing. Like, I was very skeptical at the very beginning. I, I remember doing the raw review and thinking that this is the worst thing ever. What have they done to Bray Wyatt? And I was very skeptical because I felt like they were going to get some point. You mean, you mean at the beginning of all the Firefly Firefly Funhouse? Fun oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We remember you saying that. Yeah. So like I remember uh, thinking they're going to get cold feet. And they're going to pull out, and they probably still might. But so far, nope. this has been fucking wicked. And I'm telling you what, like Bray Wyatt has always kind of rode that line of like almost a cult horror figure. And I think that The Fiend is 100% his tribute to, like, the 80s horror <sighs> classic. Because right. everything from the, the lantern to his gate walking down the ring to the music to the presentation of his entrance. The head twitching, uh, the, way the he tilting. Looks, oh, the, oh, yeah. the, oh, the yeah. head tilts. Wait. Kill me, kill me, man. The, 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 when, 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 he, when, he stood, when he stood in the corner... And did the slow like the the, the Jason Voorhees head tilt? Man, I I, I fucking lost it. Uh, the, the fucking neck snap. The, oh yeah. The neck snap he did to Finn Balor. Oh. Like there there was just so much that I'm like, man, you can tell that Bray Wyatt How? that um that the Wyndham Rotunda is 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 a big horror movie fan because this was like his tribute to that. And yeah. as long as they continue to let him roll with that. I think that we are in for something magical. Real quick, how about how about when uh, at one point uh, uh, when he was there in the ring and he kind of looked like he was like twitching out because like maybe like you know the fiend and Bray's inner you know uh, inner personalities were like clashing. Yeah. Oh my god, but the, the little nuances were so good. The, I whenever he got to the and I'm sorry, ransom. We're kind of taking over. I'm sorry. Um, the the 
the thing that got me was when he set the lantern on the edge of the ring and he stood there with his hands up by his head and he's standing there kind of shaking and his head twitches and then he just like the way he turned and walked towards the steps oh it's pitch perfect and how about that fucking lantern that was amazing i yeah, that, that is the insane. stuff i i got i got to hear ransom I gotta hear Ransom's takes on this because I because the three of us I'm sure could go on forever about this, but Ransom, Ransom. please indulge us. I, I don't have really anything more to say. You guys covered it. Um, the only things that I'm, I'm gonna touch on and say uh, regarding this is, um, is this you know? Do you think the Fiend is going to be like Finn and the Demon? Does he wrestle as Bray Wyatt? Does he wrestle in the sweater vest, or does he you know wrestle in that sweater? Does he? Ray Wyatt for weekly televisions for smaller pay-per-views, or is it anytime he steps in the ring, he's the fiend? That's... So to be fair, to be fair, let, let me cap this here. That's a good discussion for next week because we're getting very long in the tooth here. Yeah. And I because there there are a million questions I have about the fallout from SummerSlam. What happens with Bray? Why? What, you and, know, what happens with the Fiend? What happens with Rollins? And I think that those topics deserve their own time frames. So I don't want to rush through a discussion about Bray Wyatt and the Fiend going forward. I think that we can just, you know, should, should focus on what we saw. We're also Sorry, recording so, this. We're recording this on Tuesday during SmackDown. So we'll go back and watch SmackDown. We'll we'll have more to chew on for next week. Right. Right. So the only other thing I'll say with with Bray Wyatt and the Fiend is, as good as it was. Time will tell. Yes. Yep. Yes. Time will tell what they what they do with him. I don't want to get too overly excited. The three of you are busting your nuts oh, and, I am. and losing your shit. And you've got this, you know, big Bray Wyatt, the fiend WWE boner going on right now. But you've seen how fast a character in WWE and the WWE boner immediately turns flaccid and runs back up inside of you because that's how terrible it is. You shut your mouth. I have the blue pills of justice. Hey, who's this impersonator impersonating me? I'll do whatever I want with the fiend. You just, I, I can ah. So, so I, I hope he becomes the next, not the next Undertaker, but I hope he's the next, you know, phenomenal character. Agreed. I'm really, really hoping so, but I'm not going to get too overly excited and too giddy and too crazy over it. Until a year from now, we're talking about how awesome the fiend still is. I'll save it for then. For, That's fair. for as much for yeah, I agree with that. For for as much uh, for as much as I've been salty about a lot of what WWE has been doing, it's it's very easy for me to get excited about this because this is the best thing that I've seen in a while out of out WWE of them. for them to just go oh, yeah. all in on it, but. Let's end on a let's end the before, discussion of before, that. Hold on. Oh, go before, ahead. Before we get into hot tag trivia. Yeah. I do want to say I was, this. I, I was going to say we'll, is... we'll we'll close we'll close the the note on a positivity of everything that's been going right with the Bray Wyatt and the SummerSlam debut. So, go ahead, B. No, 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 but 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 this, but this this is more along that positive note. Yeah. So, Ransom, I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying. But I think that we as smarks and yes, we are smarks. We are smart fans. So, well, well not, you wouldn't you yeah. wouldn't guess it by our prediction record. So. I was gonna say, right? <laughs> SummerSlam we did okay. Anyway, yeah, we did. Um, we tend to think too long term. Sometimes we just have to kind of dial it back and enjoy the moment. 
and not worry about what's going to happen next week, next month, next year. Enjoy the moment in front of us. And I think that that's what made Bray Wyatt so awesome at SummerSlam is because for a second, for just the briefest of moments, I forgot maybe they'll fuck him up in two months. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe. I, I, was, I was in the moment and I was like, and, and I got goosebumps and I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. It, so it I think me... sometimes we need to take some time and just kind of go one moment at a time and just enjoy what we got in front of us. I agree. Uh, so speaking of things that we enjoy and that are right in front of us, we got some hot oh, tag trivia. Do uh, we have a stump the chumps this week? We don't. Uh, we uh, that's okay. threw a lot on the uh, the live show. The maniac hasn't gone back to us for 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 another one. So hopefully that's, for next week. That's all right. That's you know that it it, it helped out well because. Yeah, uh, I don't think any of us had any regular uh, planned out hot tag trivia. Uh, we kind of had the fast count trivia on the live show. Which was so awesome. Again, yeah, which was really Keep good. I enjoyed that. Keep yeah, that I enjoyed up, that. Um, so, so that said, if you guys haven't already, make sure you go back and catch the live podcast from this past Saturday uh, with our NXT and SummerSlam predictions. Obviously, we all know it's already come to pass, but enjoy the dumpster fire of a live show and the beers because the- there were... Beers. Yeah. And and we and like we said on the on the podcast, Poot said it best. Um when you go back and if you do watch the the live show, I will say this, and I wholeheartedly agree with Poot. Uh it wasn't just because of the beers. Uh we were just genuinely having a great fucking time. So that is true. Uh, and and we do with or without the beers and with or without us being uh you know, uh, on for the moment or anything like that, if if that makes sense to you all. So with that said, um, we got some hot tag trivia here. Uh, I believe Beef said he wanted to ask me and Poot wanted to ask Beef. So I'm guessing it's going to go Poot to Beef, Beef to me, me to Ransom, Ransom to Poot, correct? That is incorrect. Was that? Why? And I'll tell you why. Uh-oh. Oh. A little bit later. Nah. Yeah, so, what, yeah, something about Ransom putting something on the line. Oh, something's on the line tonight, and it might not please Mr. Chooserweight Champion in the slightest. Oh! So, we'll do... What, uh, what was what was the lineup, did you say? Well, uh, well Beef, wanted to a- Beef requested to ask me, and Poot requested to ask Beef. So, the natural so order... So, that's going to be Tom, then, asking Poot. Wait, no. What? Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Wait, wait, Poot went. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh sorry, Poot. Wait, 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 wait. What, 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 what work am I part of here? What is this? So ransom is not going to be part of the traditional roundup in hot tag trivia. So okay. leave ransom out of this roundup of hot tag trivia. Ransom has a question for the three of you. After the traditional hot tag trivia is Ooh. over, and that oh. is when Ransom puts something on the line. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Wow. So uh, me to Tom, Tom to Poot, Poot to me. All okay. right. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and kick it off, Beef. All right. So Tom. Yep. Uh, um. Now, now we're at SummerSlam, so I can't ask more SummerSlam questions. So you could let's talk. I, I could, but I'm not gonna. To be fair. Hey, Ransom. Um, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mute you for the interim. I won't talk, so that's fine. Okay. So uh, let's talk about coming up on the 31st of August, along with our live show. We have 
uh, All Out and NXT UK Cardiff and New Japan uh, Royal Quest all on the same day, fucking A. So let's talk about NXT UK. Okay. So this is the second NXT TakeOver that's happened. The okay. first one was earlier this year in January. I want you to tell me the three title matches and who won them. Oh, fuck if I know. I didn't... I didn't yeah. Uh... Yeah, because I didn't really start watching NXT UK on the regular till like probably right around whenever I started uh, started paying attention and and then subsequently joining the podcast with you guys. But um, all right, so the three title matches. Okay, if I remember correctly, well, um, in no particular order, one of them was uh, Walter versus uh, Walter versus Dunn, and uh, Walter was the winner of that one. That's one, right? That is incorrect. Walter versus Dunn happened at NXT TakeOver uh, before Mania. Oh, well, fuck me. Okay, well, that was wrong. Um, I, oh. oh, that's right, that's right, because that, okay. Damn it, that's right, because that was the this one UK match. This is TakeOver Blackpool. Okay, yes, sorry. Takeover Blackpool. Okay, Correct. sorry, 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 yeah. Okay, so that didn't happen. So, okay, so... Who the fuck? Well, so Pete Dunne was the champ still, so who the hell did he face? Um, Blackpool, Blackpool. Fuck, who the fuck did Pete Dunne face? I, I, again, I've... Uh, the, one, the one I'll say was the uh, Grizzled Young Vets versus Mustache Mountain for the tag titles? You are right about that one. Who won? Oh, Grizzled Young Vets. They did indeed, yes, sir. Okay, so I knew I knew that one because the grizzled young vets have been holding on to those titles since. Um, that correct me if I'm wrong. Was that that was like a tournament match or something, wasn't it, or end of tournament sort of thing? It was, yes, sir. Okay, that's what I thought because I because I remember them because I remember the grizzled young vets saying that they were the first NXT UK tag champions, and they then then they had said that they beat the Mustache Mountain. So okay, uh, uh, making sure I had my eggs in one basket there. Um, and then the other one would have been well, the only other, the only other title in the UK would have been the women's match, um, Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. So Tony Storm would have won, right? You are that is correct as well. Okay, who you want to help him out with the one he's missing? It, um, Pete Dunne versus who? It was That's... Pete Dunne versus I believe Joe Coffey. You are correct, sir. And Pete Dunne won know. that one. Yeah, Pete yeah. Dunne did win that one. Pete so Dunne, yeah, okay. a little bit of uh, recent history here, getting getting primed for NXT Cardiff, which should be a decent card. Uh, how, but yeah, good job, you two. How badass, how absolutely badass is Gallus, by the way? All right, go on. Yes. Pretty great, pretty great. Go ahead, Tom. Okay, so my question um, it, for Poot here. So... We we talked about uh we talked about the things that we liked and didn't like about SummerSlam and one thing that we it kind of bitched about beforehand before the SummerSlam pay per view was the lack of the uh, IC title and either one of the tag team titles being featured on uh on SummerSlam at all although we did get a last minute women's tag team booking so there okay. was that uh so my my question has to do with uh tag team titles. <clears throat> How many times, and this is across uh, all different uh, companies' brands, uh, through ECW, WWF, slash WWE, uh, and everything else, how many times have the Dudley Boys been tag team champions? 
across all? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, okay. I know it's it's not. Holy shit, Tom. Um, yeah. All right. A little let's little see. bit of a, a little bit of a banger for you there. This it's not even a banger. Good lord. Um. I'm gonna guess just shot in the dark because I know it's good god um 20 final answer yeah pretty close pretty close they have won uh actually well I, I get uh, I won't give anybody else a chance we'll just get on with it because we're running a little over uh, they have won 23 world tag team oh. titles in their careers now here we go a number that no other team in the modern era can match. Eight titles were won in ECW, which was a record there. Ten in WWF slash WWE, uh, including a record eight World Tag Team Championships and one WCW tag title reign. That was all in the oh, WWF. Yeah. That was in the WWF slash yeah. WWE umbrella. Okay. Three runs in TNA and to wet beef's whistle, two in New Japan. Huh. I had no idea they won the, the uh, New Japan Tigers. Neither did I. I. I have learned something today. I like yeah. that. Good question, yeah. Tom. That Thank was a you. great question. All and right. you know what? Literally, that was a like last-minute fucking thing. I knew I wanted to ask something about tag titles, and thankfully, I was able to stumble upon that. So, thank you, Google. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've been talking about SummerSlam, how awesome they are. Beef, we're going to roll back the clock 20 years to 1999. Okay. And uh, SummerSlam 1999, a lot of really great matches on there. There was uh, Ken Shamrock defeated Steve Blackman in the Lion's Den weapons match. Uh, Tess defeated Shane McMahon in a Greenwich Street fight. Oh, what a classic. Um, oh, the Rock defeated Billy Gunn in a Kiss My Ass match. And uh, <laughs> there was uh, Mankind defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin in Triple H for the WWF Championship. Great. Awesome, right? Jesse Ventura, special guest referee. Now, there was another match on there. Uh, it was called the Tag Team Turmoil Match Beef. Um, I don't know if you remember it or not. So it was basically like uh, like an elimination match. I want uh, like a, what do, what do you call it? A, a, a Almost like a gauntlet, right? Okay. Okay. I want the six teams that were involved and who won. Fuck. All right. 1999. All right. So I'm going to talk through it. So I think it was probably the Outlaws, almost for sure. Uh, I would say there's probably. No, maybe. No, we'll, we'll come around back around to that. The APA. Uh, I'm betting that Talk and Funaki were in there somewhere. Uh, I'm betting that Too Cool was in there somewhere. <sighs> that's 99. three. Nine, that's, that's four. Well, well, you, okay. I didn't know if you were still including the Outlaws or not. Cause... Oh, yeah. No. Uh, the the okay. Outlaws, the APA, are pretty much sure of. Too okay. Cool, I'm fairly confident on. Uh, Kai and Ty, I'm pretty confident on. <sighs> um... I'm on the fence about a nation team. Um, maybe um, Mark Henry and Godfather, perhaps. 
And I think the sick team may be the headbangers because I get a weird feeling about that. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go headbangers, Kaintai, uh, the New Age Outlaws, the APA, uh, and the Nation of Domination. Uh, and a I, I believe it was um, Mark Henry and uh, the Godfather. And I would say that the Outlaws won. All right, final answer. Final answer. All right, so you technically got one. Oh my! Only um, one. Oh jeez. You technically got one of the teams. I was I was gonna be like you got zero of them, but that's that's honestly not fair. Um, you technically got one. Uh, the APA was in there, but they were the acolytes at this point. Um, right. Uh, so the other five teams were Edging Christian, the New Brood, oh. Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy with Gangrel, Midian and Viscera, Draws and Prince Albert, and the Holly oh. Cousins. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. Now here's the never got here's the way them. Edge and Christian were the first team in. Okay. And uh, then, uh, where there was Edge and Christian eliminated Midian and Viscera. They then eliminated Draws and Prince Albert. Oh wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. My fault. Um. Uh, it was Edge and Christian. Eliminated uh, Draws and Prince Albert, Midian and Viscera, the New Brood. Okay, then the Acolytes eliminated Edge and Christian, and then the Holly Cousins eliminated uh, the Acolytes. So the Holly Cousins, uh, or no, the Acolytes then eliminated the Holly Cousins. The Acolytes won. Huh. yeah. So there you go. It was kind of an oddball thing. Uh, threw it out there. Now I'm sorry. We're we're gonna gloss over that. That was a really hard question. Uh, Ransom, what is happening? Um, did you mute my mic because that you get from me or because you just didn't want me talking? Uh, no, it was because it was because I was building suspense. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. You idiots. We are going off of a point system. Oh, for every correct answer, you get a point. And whoever at the end of this has the most points will win. The advocacy of Alec Ransom. Ooh. I'm putting the advocacy on the line. Okay. So I wait, guess wait, wait. Technically so an say advocate Poot, for you? No, I'm te technically Poot is putting the advocacy on the line because whoever wins this, <laughs> I become their advocate. Wow. Oh no, Fantastic. I can't lose my God, advocate. I, 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 I I almost want to throw this just to have <laughs> Ransom advocate for beef because I think it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm done. I won't. Let's fucking let's fucking do this. I gotta keep my advocate. I'll try and make you proud. Go ahead, advocate. All right, so here we go. This is on Scouts Honor. No yeah. cheating. All yeah, right. Now, cheating. now, are there are we? Is this gonna be like a one at a time thing, or like is there a certain order that we're gonna get asked in or be able to reply in? So it's not uh, just chaos of us one trying to yell over one another. Each yes, one. it's it's going to be that. Um, okay. it's going to go. Tom answers first. Beef answers second. Poot answers third. Because. Tom has yet to be a Chooserweight champion. Beef is a former Chooserweight champion. And champion's prerogative. Champion goes last. All okay. right. So. Let's do it. This has to do with the WWE Tag Team Championships. Now, okay. Go ahead. I'll now, this ask. is not counting ECW, not counting WCW, not counting Raw, and not counting SmackDown. This is strictly... 
WWF, WWE, WWWF. Oh, God. So, first question. I want the top five teams that held the tag team titles the longest. Combined days. Combined days. Doesn't matter number of reigns. I want... No, I'm sorry. I want number of reigns. Number of reigns. Number 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 of reigns by team. I want the top five teams. And are we all giving you? Are we are we all giving you five, or are we giving? You're all giving me five. Okay. Okay. All right. So So this uh, will be on a timer as well. Who held it the longest? No, no, no. The most number of reigns. Most Most number of reigns. So this will be on a timer. You have two minutes to hash this out. Okay. So Tom, go. All right, so number one, like I just mentioned, the Dudley boys, they're going to be up there. Uh, Edge and Christian. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, New Age Outlaws, definitely. Um, and let's see, uh, going back to WWF days or anything like that. Uh, I had to kill a spider in my room. Yuck. Okay. Um, two more teams. Who else was really... Um, I'm going to guess the Hardy Boys because I feel like they were up there. Uh, who else? Um, shit. I'm trying to think back before the Attitude Era. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw one way out of left field and say the Quebecers. So there's my five. Uh, I'm going to say Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, New Age Outlaws, uh, did I say the Hardys and then the Quebecers no, in no particular order, but those are my five. Beef. Does something happen? Beef. I don't know. Is, is beef I'm there? Here. Yep. Okay. okay. Beef. Beef. Right. Your time starts now. All right. I'm going Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys. I'm going to go Demolition. And... Boy, what does my gut tell me the smoking guns? I, I, I feel like that's not right, but... Oh, I, I can't get rid of the... Let, let, uh, number of reigns. Don't think the outlaw had the outlaws had a ton of reigns. Maybe two or three, which isn't all that impressive. The Heart Foundation had two. I think the Smoking Guns only had two. Money Inc. How many did they have? They had like two or three, not a ton. Um. Oh, the fucking Usos. Uh, so I'll say the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, Demolition, and the Usos. Wait, no. That is not my final answer. I take that back. The Usos do not count since they did not win the WWF titles, WWE titles. They won the Raw and SmackDown titles. I rescind. Um, so my top four, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Demolition, and... You've reached your time. I need a fifth one. 
Smoking guns. Poot. Okay, so this is most rains. Yes. Okay, most rains. I'm going to go Dudley Boys. Uh, Dudley Boys, New Age Outlaws, Edging Christian, Demolition, and uh, the okay Dudley Boys, Edging Christian, New Age Outlaws. Demolition. You want top five, right? Yep. So you need one more. And oh, the Wild Samoans. Okay. Second part of this is still involving the same titles. This one is by individual wrestler. Whoa. I want the top top five. Individual wrestlers who had the most reigns. Not team, individual. We're going to start with Tom. Time starts now. Oh, fuck me running. Uh, all right. So, <sighs> uh, Edge. We're going to go with. Uh, all right. Edge for sure. Billy Gunn, because I'm pretty sure that he won some with the smoking guns there as well. Um, fuck. I'm trying to remember if any of the teams that I mentioned had, like, if any of their guys had other tag teams at all with, like, anybody else. Fuck. So Edge, fuck, who else did I say? Edge, Billy Gunn, um, shit. Get right, close on time. I know, fuck it. All right. Edge, Billy Gunn, uh, Bully slash Bubba Ray Dudley, um, Jeff Hardy and, uh, uh, Pierre, what's his fuck from the Quebecers? PCO. Okay, beef. Um, Edge. Axe. Owen Hart. Bob Ray Lovely and Steve Austin. Say those again. Edge, Axe from Demolition. Or wait, fuck, was it? It was Axe and Smash, and then Crush and. <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Axe. Edge, Edge Axe, Axe, Bob Ray Dudley, Owen Hart, and Steve Austin. I hope Ransom's writing these all down because there's no way I can fucking remember them. I sure am. Oh, my God. Time starts now. Um... All right. Uh, 
I'm going to go edge. All right. Edge. Christian. Bubba Ray Dudley. Devon Dudley. And Jeff Hardy. Okay. Well, the title did not change hands. <laughs> Poot, you are the perfect 10. What? Wow, look at that. What? No. Perfect, perfect 10. Tom, okay. you had nine. No, that's impossible. Are you kidding me? Wait, nope. well, okay, hold on. Tom had nine, and wow. you had seven. Let wow. me break it down for you. <laughs> yeah, please. Let me break it down. We're going to go back to by team. Okay. Number of reigns. In the number one position is the Dudley Boys with eight tag team title reigns. Yep. Edge and Christian with seven. The Hardy Boys with six. The New Age Outlaws with five. Oh. And here's where you had a lot of liberties. The following teams are tied for the fifth position with a total of three reigns. Demolition, Mr. Fuji and Professor Tanaka. What? The Wild Samoans, Money Inc., Smoking Guns, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch, the Quebecers, La yeah. Resistance, the <laughs> APA, and the Rock and Sock Connection. Okay, so we so we all got we all got the first that, so if you that got, first if, session. If you got any of those teams, if you guessed any of those teams, you got a point. Well, was, okay, so I'm just thinking right off the bat, like we all. I think if I remember correctly, we all got. You all, all got five. those five. It was yeah. it was the second. Oh, okay. It was the second batch. That, yeah. Uh, the, did you in? So let's well, the, see. The logic for the individual wrestler. We all pretty much said the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian, so I was like, well. Well. Yeah. So, by wrestler, number of reigns, Edge had a total of 12 reigns. Billy Gunn had 10. Yeah. Because <laughs> he oh. had some with New Age Outlaws, and then he had some with uh, Billy Gunn. and Chuck. I, you said that, Tom, with... and I was like, oh, Billy Gunn, yeah, and, and I forgot to say him. Son of a bitch. Yep. Uh, so it was Edge with 12, Billy Gunn with 10, Kane and Christian with 9. Wow. Bubba Ray, Devon, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind, <laughs> all with 8. And then Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and The Undertaker all had 6. What? Wow. With The Undertaker? That's... I mean, with that's Kane. crazy. The Undertaker had a reign with Steve Austin. Uh, the Undertaker, I believe, had a reign with Kane. He, you know, he had a few. So, yeah, there we go. I am still the advocate for your reigning, defending, undisputed Choose Away champion. And, Bart and honestly, you know what really helped me there? It was it was going third because I could reason out what those two were talking about. Yeah. So I I attribute my victory to the intelligence of those two. Idiots. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, I gotta say, I'm pretty goddamn proud of myself for going first for uh, coming up with just one short. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Ooh. And don't worry, I'll be spray painting that son of a bitch just yet. We got the second half of this month coming up with the rest of the August Supercard, NXT UK Cardiff, and AEW All Out. 
I it's think, still, I think it's still a pretty still, close game. I think it's anybody's uh, chance for the title here. Yeah, uh, Putin, I, put, put the Barton Booth Legend are tied at nine and five. Uh, Ransom and Tiger Bomb Palm are at eight and six. Uh, wow. And, and we, we all have, we all have and one because of Warren Kofi. But uh, yeah, and otherwise so, it is, it, it, it's right there. So what are we? So what are we? Um, what are we calling for the next one? We're calling all out and take over Cardiff. Yeah, so what we'll have to do is probably on like our weekly recording call NXT Cardiff because we'll be right. watching that and then doing like a halftime show between Cardiff and uh, All Out, and we could do our predictions on the live show for for All Out if we want to do that. Now here's the question. Yeah, and I'm sad that I didn't get nine because would then Ransom myself would Ransom have been the advocate for me and Tom? Uh, I had a plan. Um, if anybody tied, it would have gone to a tiebreaker question. Sun death live sex celebration. <laughs> I love throwing that in there. I'm sorry. I have to. I love throwing that in any chance I get. It, it would have been either um, <laughs> number of days by individual wrestler or number oh. of days by team. Oh, fuck. Good Lord. So that, I would have called that on the fly, but there would have been a tiebreaker. There would have been a definitive winner. Holy! I am shit. very disappointed in myself because I love tag team well, wrestling, and I just beef. I I choked real hard. You were in well. The problem, the, honestly, dude, and we're gonna wrap this up here real quick. But but honestly, dude, you kind of had the roughest spot because Tom had an untainted idea. You know what I mean? Like Tom had a completely untainted. Like okay, I'll come up with this. You heard Tom, and you were like, oh shit, yeah. That uh, but, but I heard both of you and went. Okay. Well, well some Both of that wasn't, could, you know. Honestly, some of that, some of those were pretty easy because, like I said, I'd mentioned the Dudleys. We know Edge and Christian were very decorated in their time. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, like, any teams before the big, you know, like Raw SmackDown split. Um, and uh, and I mean, the the New Age Outlaws were a dead giveaway. The five time tag team champions of the world. Like, I mean, come on now, like that was. Oh, yeah. uh, that's what they son of a bitch. Yep. Oh. I'm, I'm high, uh, honestly, I'm I'm very disappointed in you, Beef. Very I I I forgot they said five time tag team champions of the world. You are 100 percent correct. Wow. Son yep. of a bitch. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back because I think I put up a good fight. I'll be spray painting that son of a bitch just yet. You wait and see. All right. I, I'm not gonna lie. I at the end of that, I. Uh, I was really thinking that I was going to end up being uh, Tiger Bomb Tom's advocate. <laughs> he, when he got nine, I thought, holy, holy, here we go. Yep. That, that is a, oh my God, it, it would have, that would have set into motion everything. I would have lost all my momentum. <laughs> I would have lost my advocate. Tom would have gotten that belt, spray painted it, and then we would have had, we would have had Dime Store NWO happening. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I would have had to have bought, have had to have, uh, bought some uh, Casual Gaming Dad merchandise so I could have sported it as the advocate. <laughs> yeah, I'd, fuck, I'd buy, I'd buy you one of my own shirts. I don't give a shit. I get the, I get the <laughs> twenty. Per, still, I get a twenty percent idea. Yeah. All right, speaking, yeah. speaking still not of, a bad idea to go and visit his website at Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook and check out some of his merch. He has some awesome shirts like the one he was wearing on Saturday during a live show. Yes, the CGD NWO throwback. That was yeah, pretty so, sweet. Uh, so check out some of his merch and buy some of it. Yeah, gouldgaming.com. Uh, I believe the website should be back up now. I haven't heard one way or the other yet, but check it out. If it's broken, uh, just uh, wait. It's, it's getting it's getting fixed. Like, uh, hold, on. Oh. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I was going to say, 
it's it just may be uh it's getting updated and stuff it's not going to redirect you to uh violent deals and bloody good prices on uh cabinets and bathroom fixtures and garage accents like wrestledeals.com but that segue let's thank sean tishler all right sean. i do need a new garage door all right, well, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Tischler and uh, Wrestle Deals on Facebook. Make sure you check them out. That's Wrestle Deals on Facebook. They're working on the website. They're getting it up and running. But in case you do need deals on, uh, on uh, you know, tool hooks for your garage or multi-family yeah. garage sales, go to WrestleDeals.com. Sean, we say all this in jest, man. Thank you so much for uh, helping us out and uh, deciding to partner with this scrappy little podcast. Vanity Hair Salon! <laughs> Vanity Hair Salon! <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for going over this, and I'm looking forward to next week. I'm also looking forward to the live broadcast on August 31st. Uh, we're going to be doing that uh, for the weekend of uh, big wrestling that weekend. Man, tons of wrestling going on, and uh, looking forward to it. For Beef the Legend, Tiger Bomb Tom, and my advocate... My yes. still advocate. Still. still. Your reigning, defending, undisputed advocate <laughs> for the reigning, undisputed <laughs> chooserweight champion of the world, Poot the Bard, baby. He is Alec Ransom. Thank you all very much. Have a good night. Motherfucker. <laughs>